Thanks for listening to the New Revival Podcast. I'm Levi. And I'm Beth. And on this week's episode, we have our special missionary guest, Jordan and Mindy Morris of Indian Creek Baptist Camp, Bedford. We're back. Yay! Thank you guys for being here. If you wouldn't mind introducing yourselves. Sure. Go ahead. All right. Uh, this is Jordan and Mindy Morris, and we are the directors of Indian Creek Baptist Camp in Bedford, Indiana. Uh, this is our 10th year as uh, leadership there, and uh, both had a long time at camp before that. Um, we are in our young 30s and <laughs> have three kids, uh, Bennett, Bo, and Knight who are five, three, and zero. Bennett zero. says zero. Yeah. <laughs> zero. Zero years uh, old. Six months, respectively. And um, I don't think you'll find two people more passionate about camping ministry and just what that is. Um, I think because of what it did in our lives individually, uh, but then to be able to create that experience for other people now. And um, it is our life. I mean, it is what we do, and day in and day out, year round, um, it is that ministry and, and just what we totally focus on um, as a family and, and um, it looks different from season to season, but, but that is from everything that we kid. do. Yeah. From kid to kid, from each adding a child yeah. every yeah. two years. So you said you've been there 10 years, which is cra- it's crazy. Yeah. I I I, I, yeah, been we both <laughs> known you as long as you guys have been right. down there, even right. before that, back when you right. guys worked, worked yep. at camp. Yeah. yeah, It's crazy that it's been 10 years already. Yeah. Um, so I guess, how did you get, I guess to kind of, we'll, we'll kind of work back on things. How did you get yeah. into this? Well, I, I guess first off, w- yeah. what is an Ingrid Baptist camp? I guess sure. we can start there. <laughs> yeah, we're a, a small church camp. Um, we serve about 600 kids in the summer and probably a thousand total guests through the year uh, when it's all said and done with retreats and picnics and and things like that. Um, We have served at different positions um, in camp for a long time. She's actually been at camp longer than I have, um, 22 years, 23 years. And uh, 26, 26, 27, (laughs) and I'm probably 22 or 23. we are a um, Baptist-sponsored camp, so our, we're owned, yeah, owned and operated by American Baptist Churches of Indiana and Kentucky, and they are kind of the umbrella organization that makes camp happen. And then um, we are the directors on site who do everything. And, and so, you know, I report to the state office, and, and they, they handle our finances, and, and it's kind of a, an umbrella of protection and, and that kind of thing. Um, but But there's a lot of trust for us to do everything there. We serve uh, kindergarten through high school graduates, and then we do retreats, um, a retreat ministry that is for any and all ages and, and just based on what group, group you want to bring. Um, and then we also have a special persons camp that is older than the high school graduates. That's mm-hmm. um, They have to be 16 and up um, and mild to moderate special needs, uh, but there are other kind of specialty group. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, we do uh, Bible-based camp ministry, and so it is tons and tons of fun. We have fun all day long, all the time. There's all kinds of games and activities that you can play uh, while you're there at camp. Um, I'm sure we can get into all the details of that, um, but then we also do a lot of um, Christ-centered ministry as well, and so we pick a summer theme, and our camp pastors speak on that theme to each age group, and we really use that 
theme and theme verse as a springboard for the ministry that's happening there to share with kids. Because we get so many different kids, um, no one is, comes in in the same position. A lot of our kids are church kids, mm-hmm. but a good portion of them aren't. Mm-hmm. And so we try to, uh, you know, we talk about it in terms of farming, like to some kids we're the seed planter, to other kids we're a cultivator, to some we're water, to some we're sun, and to some we're a harvester. And mm-hmm. so uh, we, we get to see people at every stage of their journey with Christ and get to... Um, help them along their way in that journey where they need it the most right there. So s- some campers, you know, are church attenders Sunday, Wednesday, Sunday, and, and are fantastic young people who have been saved for a long time. And we have new salvations every year of kids that have never been to church, but maybe they go to youth group uh, with a friend and their friend brought them to camp and they hear the gospel for the first time in a clear way. And so um, it's really neat to see kids all over that spectrum and be able to do something that meets all of their needs Mm -hmm. um, at the same time. And so it's a really interesting um, thing for us. We're different from a lot of camps in that we serve such a wide age range Mm -hmm. and a lot of camps just do junior high, high school. And we see a lot of benefit in starting them at the camp journey at that kindergarten, first grade, Mm -hmm. like 24 hours away from home, that kind of thing. But also in the younger ages of just getting to entertain, um, who Jesus is and what he's all about and and what life can be like and how, how a journey with Christ, what that looks like and um, a daily walk with him and that kind of thing. So there's there's a ministry of uh, faith formation. Our kids are making first-time decisions. There's faith reformation of, of young people that have been out of the church for a few years and are, are hearing new and fresh ideas about who Jesus is. And then there's discipleship, and, and those are all work at the same time in, in the hearts and minds of the young people that are attending. Something else that's a little bit dif- different about us, some camps, um, the uh, like church will sponsor that week, and it's just kids from their church that mm-hmm. it's a wide age range, but it's just their church that's there. Mm-hmm. And so I really love that about our camp, that it's not that, that kids are coming and meeting other kids from, you know, Indianapolis down to Evansville, you know, the southern part. And connecting with other kids that are their age that, um, you know, maybe believers like them or whatever, mm-hmm. that they just get to reconnect with every year. And now, I mean, now it's different with social media. They can connect through the year, not yeah. when we were mm-hmm. there and you were getting everybody's address and <laughs> saying Bailing you were going letter, to be writing yeah. all the time. Yeah. Um, but I really like that about our camp, that it's, that it's you know, um, an eclectic group every week of kids mm-hmm. from different places and different areas. So mm-hmm. I was telling you guys before we started recording that we've been spring cleaning. Well, one of the things that I found um, this week while I was going through an old box was an old camp list and picture from yeah. 2003 yeah. with everybody's names and addresses. Right. So I was like, how do I still have that? But <laughs> Also, how are we legally allowed to do that? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we don't do that anymore. Yeah. Yeah. We get people that ask about addresses every year, and we don't do that anymore of handing addresses out. Um, but we put it on the kids to like, if you if you want to get in touch with these people, you know, get their social media accounts, mm-hmm. get their yeah. address and names and all that. Yeah, but I remember that. Oh, yeah. yeah, we always yep. got like, here's your camp names and addresses. Yep. We had a a lady that um, this past year came and toured the camp. She hadn't been there in like 30 years, and she brought with her the camp newsletter, and it was from like early 60s, I think, maybe mid 60s. Um, and it was a little like, you know, four inch by five inch little booklet that had the schedule for the week and the theme messages through the week and spots to take notes and, and just different things. And I was like, man, we still do that. Like 
50, 60 years ago, the things that they were doing in ministry, there's so much that's foundational and that continues to be the same. And then we do new things every year too, you know, and, and add things. So that, that kind of prompts my next question. Uh, how long has the camp been there? Yeah. Um, the land was donated in 1952, and then the camp buildings were built in 53. And the first summer camp was the summer of 1954. And oh, they, wow, okay. They had, I think, four sessions of just high schools. They called it Indiana Baptist Convention, and they had high school ages uh, come down for a week at a time. And I think they had four sessions. From the best records I could find, they had hmm. four. Um, and uh, it's been five or six years ago I got to meet a lady who was there that first week that they had camp. Oh, wow, that's and cool. And she, I, I, went, I did a church visit. She came up to me after, and she said, I only went to camp one time. I went for one week, and it was the very first week they had camp. Hmm. Um, and she was like, some of the best memories of my life are from that week. Hmm. And that I have friendships from that week. And it was 1954. Oh, this that's was cool. that's crazy. You know, yeah. 2014 or something like that. She was like, you know, I have friends from that week. I have people that I pray for and talk to monthly. And, and, and like that is kind of the biggest crux of what camping ministry can be all about is those – uh, faith formation and friendship formation. Uh, it's really cool to look at the old pictures because so many of our buildings are still there, so many mm-hmm. of the original buildings, but to see the trees like being planted yeah. through oh. the different years mm-hmm. of like, oh, there didn't used to be two giant trees planted oh, yeah. by that <laughs> swing, like, you know, right. or to see different things like when they used to swim in the lake versus like the summers that they added the pool or, mm-hmm. oh, that, that must have been the years they added whatever it is. So it's so it's so cool. And we have people come by all the time that, were campers there you know as a camper age as like youth and they come and they're like i haven't been there like it used to feel so big and i'm like well you were like 10 yeah and they're like it used to seem like the walk from here to there was like a mile long they're like it's right here you know (laughs) it's just so funny to come back years later and like oh wow this is you know it's it's the exact same but it seems so different as an adult Mm -hmm. to be like Okay, maybe I, you know, maybe I didn't have to walk up four giant hills to get to the <laughs> whatever. It does seem huge. How big is your guys' property there? We sit on about 35, 40 acres. Okay. Um, and you use majority of it, don't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. I mean, a lot of that, there's, there's probably 10, 15 acres that are wooded. Uh, we've got a three-acre lake. Um, that, it's a pond, but we call it the lake because <laughs> we have a smaller one that's a pond. And, um, but we use a good 15 to 20 acres of that as as play area and gaming and programming because and it's the only area that's flat yeah okay. <laughs> yeah um and so you know the there's two cabin areas there's a boys cabin area and a girls cabin area how and many then, cabins do you have uh we have 13 cabins that we use all the time okay. there's a few others that if we had a bigger group we could put beds in and use them right now we use them as storage okay um, but if we if we started to creep up towards 200 people there at a time we would have to open up those other cabins and do each cabin hole is it like 12 12 okay, yeah, okay. 12 12 beds in each cabin ten. okay 12 and it's very um, full in there whenever all 12 that's right it beds are feels full. like 20 yeah. <laughs> yeah. we never get more than um 10 kids and two adults that's mm-hmm. that's a ratio we won't break but okay. then below that <laughs> like not to break. at the younger kids we do you know there'll be three adults to mm-hmm to five kids or six mm, kids okay. yeah. um, just to give better ratios. There's yeah. some state mandated ratios, yeah, more supervision, yeah. for right. younger. Um, but, but then we, we're well within those ranges yeah. of okay. ratios. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Same with our special persons camp that week is different ratios. We try yeah. to have like two cabin leaders to four or five, you know, campers, yeah. depending on their needs, their physical needs and stuff. But mm-hmm. those ratios are 
It, it varies each week depending on the size of the kids, how small or big the cabins feel, you <laughs> right. know? Yeah. When you've got senior high kids and there's 10 of them and two of you in a cabin, right. it's very different when there's tiny five-year-old bodies. And right, it's yeah. like, wow, so much bigger in here. And uh, how many buildings? Like, so, you have, so you have all those cabins and mm-hmm. you also have the where the, the nurses and yeah. the concessions. Yeah. And right. Administration and that's, that's one of the original, yeah, original buildings. Original. The director's cabin, mm-hmm. nurse's station, and camp store in the middle, in the very center of camp there. And then we have the chapel. chapel. We have the um, the kitchen that's in the place where our future dining hall will be. Okay. Um, that's in the footprint of the old kitchen and dining hall. And then we have um, our newer, I say it's newer, but it, this year it's five years old, the building we built to serve in as a temporary dining hall. And then we have our lodge facility. And those are really the only other yeah. um, buildings that we you you know that mm-hmm. are there that we use that are kind of main hubs we've got our shop we've got like a workshop that yeah. we keep all our tools and equipment mm-hmm. in and and um the pool house you know or just a, a restroom and and pool pump facility and yeah. things like that mm-hmm. um but and some other little storage cabins and things like that yeah that, it's, a, it's a massive property like I, mm-hmm. I i never was a camper there but i did help as a cabin mm-hmm. leader mm-hmm. and best been there as a camper and cabin leader mm-hmm. um but i mean that, that's a huge property to maintain and i mean you guys maintain it well I mean, it's yep. always clean and, you, and everything yeah. is like everything looks sharp and yeah. it's, it keeps keeps updated and like there's constantly kids running through which i know wear things down <laughs> and break things yeah that's right so how does staffing work because you guys you guys live there on the property mm-hmm. and like who else is there full-time or like what, what hours do they work or um i'm the only full-time person and um before kids uh, mindy was teaching but also doing a lot of camp stuff and then as we started having children, she uh, transitioned more to mom than, than camp director um, and still always input and helping me. And I would come in the house and say, hey, we got to do this different. And what are we doing here? And, and, and she always has been a huge influence in that, but, but is able to focus more on our children. And um, in the past three years, my dad has helped me um, – sometimes paid and sometimes not, um, <laughs> as a basically full-time volunteer. Okay. And maintenance so for maintenance and grounds. Yeah. He's, um, he's retired, been retired a, a good number of years and, um, has built two houses and was an electrical engineer for 30 some years. And there's so qualified. No, he qualified. Yeah. <laughs> there's nothing out there. He doesn't know how to do. And if he doesn't know how to do it, he will go figure out how to do it and then come back and help. And so, um, he and I work really well together and we're able to accomplish pretty much anything. I lean on him a lot of, um, you know, if we're doing building projects or something like that, dad, help me plan this. And what do we do? I want to do it this way, but we need to do it cheaper than that. What should we do? And then I've got a few other uh, handful of volunteers that come out whenever I need them. There's a guy named Terry Kelly that will come out pretty much anytime I need him and we'll just put grunt work in and, and do whatever's asked of him. Uh, the playset we built a playset a couple years ago, and that was a dream and a vision from Mindy and I to say, we need a playset with slides and a little climbing area and mm-hmm. swings and that kind of thing. And I went to my dad and Terry and said, I drew it on a on the back of a piece of paper and said, I want these decks that are in between the trees, and I want it to look like this and do this. And they both laughed and shook their head, and then we got down to it and built it. And it, and and they just they both know me and know how to work with me and how to take our vision and make it reality. Mm-hmm. And so Which that's is, huge. 
Yeah, you need you need a partner like that. Right. Mm-hmm. We also are super blessed. We hire our summer staff of kids. Um, when I say kids, they're high school and college age. But uh-huh. now, even though we're young thirties, I feel like they're kid. There are kids too. Mm-hmm. But we're super blessed that a lot of our former staff, if they live close or near, they come out and help all the time. Mm-hmm. Or they're like, "Hey, I'm off. Can I come mow for five hours? Or do you have you know any time that we need to be out of town or um, with Bennett's like doctor's appointments? Mm-hmm. If we have a group that's coming into our lodge for an off season retreat, like we've got so many in town that are willing to like, I can clean for the retreat for you, or I can come cook for them while you're there if you can't do it or that kind of thing that we really, I feel like that's really unique in camping. And like when we talk mm-hmm. with a lot of other people, a lot of their staff kind of once they're done, they're done. It, yeah. And, mm-hmm. and some of them, that's not the case, especially if they've been raised there, they still want to be involved and, you know, be part of it. But we really have a good core group of our former staff that really are, are invested and passionate and they get it. And mm-hmm. so they get that there's things that need to be done that other people don't think about, but they know that happen that if they know it's a tough season for us, they'll, you know, they'll come in and be like, what can we do? Mm-hmm. That That is really helpful through the year that I feel like is really kind of unique for us mm-hmm. that our kids are so um, just willing to serve there. One of my first memories of Jordan, other than from church, because Jordan went to our church uh, back when he was going to school up yeah. in Franklin, but uh, going down to camp when I was helping the first year as a uh, like assistant cabin leader, mm-hmm. and I remember walking to chapel one day, and Jordan's like working a backhoe, like digging a tridge for something, <laughs> and then like a little bit later, he's mowing up on the hill, yeah. and the next thing you know, like he's gardening over at the pool. I'm like, what doesn't Jordan <laughs> yeah, do here? Right. And that's, that's kind of carried that's, on to... That's yeah. how I remember you before, like... From when I was well, like that little, 2003, yeah. you're like mm-hmm. yeah. you're on staff, and yeah. it was always like Jordan's everywhere. Oh, right. Mindy's in the kitchen. Yeah, like, that's how I remember you guys. Yeah. So. It's so crazy. I mean, it's crazy to think about this being our 10th summer coming up because we've been like I've you know I've been there forever. Like we said, we didn't. I'm, I went as a camper at the earliest age, and I don't know that I ever missed a season camping. Mm-hmm. And then I was a cabin leader for three or four different sessions a couple years in a row, and then finally was on staff and like every role is just so different mm-hmm. um and you don't really know what the next role ta- you don't know what the other roles really all involve and mm-hmm. take and it's so it's so rewarding doing each one but they're all so different you know mm-hmm. like some of our kids will hire on staff they want to do it because they've been cabin leader and then they get to it and they're like i had no idea all that like you said <laughs> right. like you know it, there's not really a job description that's like oh you're going to do this because you may be serving food one minute and the next minute you're leading a hike and then two hours later you're helping plumb something or right. you know <laughs> so, so dealing like, with a clogged toilet and right. then Jordan you're was serving like, communion like, you know. pieces of pvc i'm like i don't even know how to do that right. <laughs> just yeah. like, yeah. our kids it's so funny the the skill set that our kids leave with that i'm like you know no other like 19 year old knows how to right. do those four random yeah, things exactly. really well like Thanks you do for an interesting resume that's yeah because right. <laughs> some of our kids will come to us that like they've never really had chores at home or something so they don't know how to run a dishwasher they don't they've never really washed dishes other than like putting it in the dishwasher they don't know how to run the the year we did tie-dye shirts which was a huge mistake on my part <laughs> i mean they were awesome for pictures but doing tie-dye shirts for 500 kids and well and cabin leaders right it's a lot of laundry to do and one of our boys had never run a, a washing machine and so <laughs> like having to walk through that with him you know right. like it's as crazy as it sounds there was a girl that 
a former staff that like she never really swept like with a broom oh that's funny so like there's things that you don't even think about that like you, you have, think to you'd have to teach them yeah, yeah right yeah. but then like well here we are let's let's learn this <laughs> let's you know do this yeah right which honestly i mean if, if you look at it i mean you're helping them out like it's not just like you're not just helping those kids that are that's within right. your camp designated. Yeah. right you're also helping that staff whenever that's they right. come on you're giving them valuable life skills and right. let alone mm-hmm. they're making these friendships and yep. everything else that i know that they know they can call on you at any that's time right. staff mm-hmm. is staff is honestly our mission of camp is to serve the campers and to see souls, you know, souls saved and to see campers grow. And that is such an awesome thing to see. So many of our kids are lifelong campers that they come when they're seven, they're there till they graduate. Mm -hmm. And that's so awesome. But as we've gotten older and as we become parents, even and before we were parents, but the staff relationship that we have with them, it's gotten less for me over the last few years because I don't get to spend as much time with them because I have the boys. Um, But that is probably my second thing of, of being in camp and it's just so rewarding to like get to know and pour into them for a few years that are like usually their last years of high school and going to college and um just such important years of transition for them Mm -hmm. and I feel like we've already like raised kids you know I mean we've been through yeah Yeah. and they're with us all summer long we hear about that we hear about their relationships Mm -hmm. and we hear about like them trying to decide about what college is or we've gone through a lot with our with our staff kids and it feels like it's just i mean each staff year is like a family you know we talked about how crazy it would be this year to have like a 10-year staff reunion of we've hired probably 70 to 80 kids over the last 10 years and i'm like when we were growing up i think of the staff and i think of like max and rebecca who were there when we were growing up and then paul and joyce who were Mm -hmm. there for the 12-year span and I told him, I'm like, we are some of these kids like Max and Rebecca and Paul and Joyce. And that's so weird to me because in my mind at that age, they were like 60, which they weren't. <laughs> right. Paul and Joyce, yeah. they were. But I'm like, we're in our 30s and we're all these kids have known for their 10 years of camp. I'm right. like, that's so weird. Yeah. I don't feel like we should be old enough for that, <laughs> yeah. you know. But um, it's just really awesome to not, like I said, not only see the campers grow, but to have that relationship with the staff. Because we're together. I mean, it's a family. We're together yeah. 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Clean you know, up, May to up. August. Do you have you, a lot of? Re- I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, I, just the things that we do together mm-hmm. as a staff. I mean, we clean up poop and puke together, and and <laughs> you're. I've I've had kids, checking kids' head for lice together. Right. I've, <laughs> yeah. I've had kids in a septic part. tank right. with me, and like, <laughs> we got to fix this so that we can keep this bathroom open. And and we hire good quality kids. We've ninety percent of the people we've hired grew up at our camp and know our camp and know the ministry from from their own life change and so almost every interview we do they say well camp has affected me so much i want to turn that around and and help Mm -hmm. other people have the same experience and so part of it is we get to say that to them you know if we're working and i can tell uh, the staff person i'm working with isn't into what we're doing i get to say like you know you had a great camp experience because we were doing this behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. And and so now you need to do this behind the scenes so that these kids have a great, you know, we're all about don't be a distraction to the kids and get all this stuff ready mm-hmm. and done and perfect so that these kids can have a great experience and, and never see the staff. Now, now our kids will always tell you our staff are some of their favorite people and mm-hmm. our staff are so involved and mm-hmm. engaged and talking to the kids. How's your day? You know, Hey, can I help you do that? And that's a huge part of what we try to train them to do as well. But it's also about making sure that the gospel and the spirit of God can move in a powerful mm-hmm. way so that everything else is done and taken care of. So and that you know when you're weed eating around the pond and you're miserable, like, this is for this reason. Yeah. You know, like, that's the drive, which is hard to do. About 
about five weeks in, there's yeah. always like a lull of everybody's exhausted and yeah. everybody's, yep. and you got to have that talk of like, this is service and ministry. You know, yeah. there are parts of it that are a job when you're cleaning the toilet, right. but you're thinking like, this is a part of the experience of, you know, what I had that I want to make for other ones. So five or six years ago, we had a staff that, that they hit that wall week five or week six and everybody was really down and there was some drama going on and different things. And so we just had a big staff meeting and I was like, some of you seem to have forgotten why you're here. And we, I pulled out all their resident or all their applications, applications. and read. There's a question like, why mm-hmm. is staff important or why mm-hmm. is camp important to you? Why do you want to be on staff? And I just read through them. I didn't say their names, but I just read through them, um, like read through 10 or 12 of them and was like, so it sounds like you all knew why you wanted to be here, but then now it's been too hard and you don't want to be here anymore. So I just needed to remind you all of that before we go on. Right. Yeah. Because this is going to get harder. You know, we're, mm-hmm. we're here for another four weeks. We've got this much stuff to do. This is still going to be hot, still going to be buggy, still going to be hard. And, and it, the kids that we have hired in the past 10 years, mm-hmm. save one or two, <laughs> have been <laughs> – have been super passionate about making sure that all that is right and making sure that in their own hearts, they do things with the mind of service and and they do things because their life has been affected. So they want to turn that around and make it good for everyone else involved. So how many summer staff do you typically hire? We it's changed. Yeah. We used to hire about like nine or 10. Mm -hmm. And then when we were told we couldn't use our dining hall and we had to tear that down and have a separate facility, transporting food, and dishes three mm. times a day yep. adds about two people's worth of work to load and unload and mm-hmm. do be prepping this building and this building. We And we have a few that have been more part-time the last few years, but we hire typically, including us, there's about 15 of us, yeah. um, and, and that's including his dad also. It kind of depends on the summer. It kind of depends on who we end up hiring, the different needs they have. Sometimes we hire more specific roles. Sometimes we hire a group of 12 to mm-hmm. do general mm-hmm. everything. Mm-hmm. But about around that many, I would say. Yeah, ten, uh, anywhere from 10 to 15. And like she was saying, like kids take time off. We, we allow our staff, you know, most of them are high school age and a few college. And so we allow the high school ones, they want to experience camp as a camper too. And so we allow them to have – their week of senior high and so they take off so we have like three people on staff honestly there were we had there four people on staff yeah. which that's another way that we're blessed a lot of our former staff from the last few years came back and helped this year at senior high because we literally had four staff the rest were either oh, wow. cabin, 15 the rest oh, were either cabin leading that week or were campers themselves so and our kids are good about like even if they're a camper we still have them lifeguard a few sessions because right. like sorry during free time today sorry, you're in the chair yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Because they understand, like, yeah. all the things. And a lot of them just happen to be, like, they just get you up know, and do it. oh, we're out of ice, and they'll get up. Even though they're a camper, like, right. oh, I'm going to go run and do that. It just – things like that really show their heart of service to me. Yeah. But yeah. Um, it's – senior high week is so fun, but it's so, like, there are, there are four of us. Yeah. <laughs> and we used to – I mean, when, back when we were on staff, we there would be six to eight staff. And, Total. And, I mean – Yeah, and – the work, I wouldn't say, is totally different. Um, there is there is more that we do as a staff now just because of who we are as leaders. The, there's things that we expect of our staff that weren't expected of us when we were on staff mm-hmm. as, as far as being engaged and involved. And, and that changes with the staff. I mean, yeah. if, if we hire different kids next year, 
and we don't have those things. That was a big one. Yeah, that was a big one. (laughs) Um, Some of that changes. And so, but it's nice to be able to have have more people Mm -hmm. and give them that time off. And so sometimes we hire 15 to 16 people, but some of them only work three of the seven weeks or three of the eight weeks, depending on their schedule and different things. And so we've tried to gear certain things. We hire people for a specific position and say, you do this. It just doesn't work. There's too much work to be done on a daily basis. And so, you know. Like, it's great that you're the worship leader, but we need you to go clean that shower house real quick. (laughs) There's there's just things that come up that need to be done by whoever. Yeah, with with as large of a campus as you have and as many kids you have Mm -hmm. come through, yeah, you need to be multi-purpose. Do you have a lot of repeat uh, summer staff? We tend, it kind of comes in waves where it seems like for a few years, like half or so will stay and we'll hire a few new. And then it's about every three to four years, I feel like we end up hiring a whole new staff. Yeah. Um, but I would say two thirds of our staff repeat at least one more year. Mm-hmm. Um, we were really lucky for a few years to have volunteers that were too young that they volunteered. Two of our girls volunteered when they were 14, 15, 16, and then they were on staff three or four years. So mm-hmm. we had them for, they knew how to do everything. Mm-hmm. Even though they there. were technically the new staff, they'd been there for a couple of years. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I would say it's about two thirds we yeah. that repeat at least one year. And that's just really helpful for the next year when it comes to training and, mm-hmm. and all the little things that even in training you don't think about like, oh, that one random thing is kept there. Or, mm-hmm. oh, I forgot for this camp session, they always like on this day we do that, you know. Yeah. That's really helpful for those kinds of things. So right. I know it's a huge time commitment. How long do, the, do your summer staff stay on? It's about 10 weeks? Or yeah, is it... it's about 10. We expect them to be there the last week of May. Um, usually the, the day after Memorial Day is our mm-hmm. first day of training. And so a lot of them move in on Memorial Day weekend. Some of them move in before then because yeah. they want to be there they for a week there. early. And, <laughs> yeah. and they'll help do stuff. But like, get the mow I'm going to come. Yeah, like I get out of school beginning of May. I'm going to come a week early. Right. and. Um, but, but they, so we start that week, last week of May, and then our last session of camp is a rental group, um, the last week of July. And then there, this past summer, we had, we had a retreat every weekend in August. Mm -hmm. And so most of the staff left the first week of August, but then I was asking people to come back and help me do stuff. Can you come back and lifeguard that Saturday? Can you come back and mow on Friday and different Mm -hmm. things like that? Um, you know, most of those retreats in August handle themselves and they do everything themselves, but we still have to have staff. I mean, right, there's yeah. still stuff that, that a retreat group shouldn't be expected to handle that we have to do. Which this was really yeah. the first year. This was the first summer that we almost had too many staff stay. Like yeah. all the other times it's a Go lot of home. them. Yeah. yeah. Right, right. A lot of them, especially in high school, a lot of them like are done with camp and have like two days and then school starts mm-hmm. and, yeah. like with the new calendar and stuff. And so sometimes they still are, it's their first week and they're like coming out in the evenings and like, Hey, can I run the store this evening? You know, things like that. It's so funny because they live together and they drive each other crazy and they complain about each other all the time. But then it comes time to leave and they're all like, I can't believe it's over. Like, and I'm like, it's one of the staff said a couple months ago, we were with them in this off season. And she was like, you know, it feels like she was like every summer because she's been on staff a few summers now. She's like every summer it feels like we do so much prep and work and like we're at it, we're at it, we're at it. And then it's just over and it's like, all right, well, that, you know. And I told him I kind of think about it as like <laughs> as like cooking for Thanksgiving. Like if you're the one cooking the meal, especially if you're cooking for majority of people, you're cooking for like eight hours that day and then you mm-hmm. sit down and eat and it's over. Right. And it's like, man, that was a lot of work for that mm-hmm. to be done. And so like. We were talking about, I'm like, it's like that, that like without the people preparing it and like getting it ready, 
you can't have that time, you right. know? And so mm-hmm. it's a really different way to think about it of like, you're part of the preparers and the doers and it can just feel like, well, that's over. And that was, right. you know, but yeah. they also think like, that feels like it was forever ago. That week of camp that was at the beginning feels like yeah. it was months ago, right. not, you know, three weeks ago, four weeks ago, and I think, whatever it is. I think people misunderstand some of that, that, that like camp ministry isn't year round. And, and, you know, we do close our buildings down in September after retreats are over. Mm-hmm. The lodge is the only building that's open year round. But like, there is a ton of work that has to be done from September to May. Mm-hmm. And we take, we take vacations. We, you know, we're not, I, I don't, don't know about vacations. <laughs> I don't, I don't <laughs> work. Day yeah. Yeah. I don't work 90 hours a week or anything like that. There's some weeks that I have, but like, we do a lot. We get a lot done. We wear a lot of hats. And bigger camps have more full-time staff. Yeah. That's just how mm-hmm. it works. Usually so, the bigger camps have, like, a grounds person, mm-hmm. a program person. Um, marketing. A marketing. <laughs> usually, like, a worship team. I mean, they have, like, four or five positions that are full-time that, like, are just for that thing. I remember when he first got hired, I had just graduated in December. And he we interviewed. Were not married yet. Yeah, he interviewed in November. And I graduated in December um, from student teaching that last semester. And um, he was student teaching and coaching uh, middle school basketball. And I was living in Evansville teaching a first grade class, like a long-term subposition. But I was coming up on weekends to either clean the lodge because he had a game or whatever, you know. Mm -hmm. So I would clean it or he would clean it but have to go back on the weekend. And I would go up and, like, cook a meal for them. And that was my kind of first – even though I'd been on staff, like, I had never really seen the off-season of, Mm -hmm. like, what it is. And so I was really like, wow, this is – like there's there's not time to not do things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. There's there's unless not a, there's a lot of snow. Yeah. And then <laughs> and then it's all online. I mean, we part of being young and being in this world is is that, you know, we can be really effective on social media and do a lot of mm-hmm. advertising there. You know, I've got an e newsletter that I work hard on. I I try to do it every month, don't always get one out, but like there's things like that that I could really pour myself into. And then there's days where I look at her, I'm like, I've got 800 things I need to do on a computer today, and I've got 300 things I need to go do outside. And I don't, Mm -hmm. you know, my dad can do some of them, but there's just times where I can't do both. And so it's just one of those things, like we just wear all those hats and you try to balance. I've gotten a lot better at organizing the year Mm -hmm. down to the season of like, okay, it's this time of year, so Mm -hmm. I need to be doing this. Mm -hmm. And, you know, December and January when there's snow on the ground, I get all the registration system built and I'm really working hard and doing, putting in hours, getting that stuff ready. And, and I'm, you know, I come up, I'll come up from the office and like show her six flyers and be like, what do you think of these? You know, critique these and rip these apart and tell me what's bad and tell me how you look at it as a parent and what do I need to do here? And she's, I have poor grammar and poor, you know, all that <laughs> stuff. And so she's a great Make this pretty. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm good digitally and I can do all that stuff and build the flyer, but, but I, I have to have her eyes on it before mm-hmm. I do anything. And mm-hmm. so in the themes and stuff like that, that right. we do with our session directors, you know, that we try to plan a year ahead or two years ahead and say like, what's, what are we going to, what's God leading us into? Mm-hmm. And, and you know, the, the themes the last few years have come from inspiration from us, um, typically from a song or, mm-hmm. or uh, an album or something like that, where we, we hear a verse or hear a, a song line and think like, oh man, that's something we could really use as a theme. Right. And, and, and we mull it over for weeks. And then we send our session directors um, who are volunteers 
um, I'll send them a, a, a list of like, here's the three themes that we think could work for next year. And here's the verses that go with them. Here's, I think, you know, the directions we could go and here's the games that could be done. And here's the, like, I try to give them a big outline of this is what the summer could look like if this were the theme. And then we pray about it and talk together and try to meet and uh, email back and forth a few times. And then we pick one. And so it's, it's nice to be able to have that, you know, that's downtime for us. <laughs> but we start doing Seems like that. a lot of work for downtime. Right, but yeah. we start doing that in like the fall. We're thinking yeah. about, you know what I mean? Oh, for the next year. Right, yeah. exactly. Come off that high of the yep. summer. And, yeah. and then we go to, and then we go to the national camping, Christian camping conference that we've been going to that is like, it's our biggest time to really plug in with other people who are in the exact same ministry and right. position. And then we come back from that and it's only like the second week of December, but we're like ready for the summer. We're like fired up, you know, and yeah. then you're like, oh, it's snowing. Yeah. yeah right. And then you're like, oh, right. We've got five months yeah. until until then. But so, those are those are great to attend because it's so I mean, it's rare unless you're like a teacher or it's rare to go to a conference where there's a thousand people who do the same job as you. Mm-hmm. And not that it's just a job, but they have the same heart and passion yeah. for what you're doing. You know, right. It's just so amazing to go to those and just get kind of refueled so what does a typical year look like so like starting off now i know we're getting ready for so it sounds like i guess what when does your your camp year start it sounds like fall like whenever you start planning for yeah Uh, we usually like august this past august was really tough because it was a retreat every weekend and it was outside user groups um, three of the four were non-English speaking groups. And so that oh, wow. made it even more difficult. I was very pregnant. <laughs> yeah, she was very pregnant with our third. And so it was like, that was kind of tough. Typically we slow down in August and we really try to get away, go do something together or just, or just yeah. not do anything. Like yeah. I've, I've told my dad before, he'll try to come out in August and work. And I said, I'm not doing anything this week. Yeah. Like yeah. I, I've, we've been going for six months. Like This past year, though, we had a retreat group there every weekend up until the weekend before the baby was born. Yeah. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> that, There's a lot. That, that a we lot went from, on. like, the chaos of the summer to, like, all right, we're in retreat season Flip mode. Retreat. That he was flipping the camp, and thankfully we had a few of our a few of our volunteer former staff and his dad that he was flipping the camp, you know, every week for four or five, six, and, six weeks in a row to yeah. get it ready for the next group. Mm-hmm. So then, so then uh, we try to do a director's meeting or like a support team, planning team, which is our session directors and then a few other people who are just passionate about camp and want to support what we do. Um, we do a meeting in either August or September and try to get all those people together. Um, Recap the summer. Yeah, we, we talk about what went well, what didn't go well, uh, what needs to change on the staff, what needs to change from each camp session, things that we would do again, that we won't do again. All that kind of stuff, and then we just we uh, this year we spent some time in prayer together and, and did uh, tried to do like a prayer retreat with those people and mm-hmm. to say like, you know, this it's not good enough just to say what are we gonna do five months from now. I want to be able to look a year ahead. I want to look two years ahead, long term, and, yeah. and really have a vision and a direction for what is gonna happen with our ministry, with the themes, with with the details, and all that stuff. And so that that should be happening between august and september okay um and i have joked i did a church visit this past year in september i typically don't get any church visits that time of year and i did one and i was like it's so weird because this is new year's to us like this is this feels like january to us because we're We're already this is the new year like we're, we're immediately and so it was weird to speak about the theme that was ahead that many months and, mm-hmm. and try to advertise for something that's that many months ahead. And so 
Um, it, it's a it's a weird time of year. September's always really weird for us because it's like I'm I'm trying to get feedback from the past summer, but already been planning and thinking about next summer, and I'm still really super engaged with what happened and how can we do it better and, and let's get all this on paper so we don't forget about it and getting my session directors to think about eight months from now when they all have lives and jobs and mm -hmm. families and all this other stuff but to say like okay let's get it all on paper it's fresh in your mind let's get it all down so we can plan on it uh, for next year um, October we take a lot of breaks in October two of our boys birthdays are in October so this year we were <coughs> she was having a baby my birthday Mindy's birthday is at the end of October it's a very important time of the and year. Um, so we we really back away in, in October take some time to ourselves but we still have we still have retreat groups some small retreat groups yeah. that are in the lodge that some of them don't require much we just have to have the facility ready some we cook for mm -hmm. and that kind of continues through to about February, March. Yeah. I guess to kind of break down these retreat groups, I guess we kind of like, oh, yeah, retreat yeah. groups because yeah. we, know, we know what they are. Right. So, yeah. so right. what are these retreat groups and what facilities do they use? It really is – it really has changed. We were just talking about the other day how different the off-season retreat groups are to when we first started. They um, used to be a lot smaller groups, just a lot – um, we have anywhere from, like, homeschool moms in the area that come and just do nothing all weekend oh, yeah. <laughs> um, to we have youth groups that come. We have um, Sunday school classes. Um, the last few winters, like in January, December, January, we have Sunday school classes in town that come out or Chris or churches that come out and have their Christmas dinner in the mm -hmm. lodge. Um, so our lodge facility sleeps 40 upstairs. There's six private rooms that each room has two beds. So upstairs sleeps 12 and then downstairs we have two dorm style rooms that are 14 beds on each side. Mm -hmm. And then we have a loft area upstairs with no beds, just table and chairs, but it's just got the grand room for, um, it's got the big fireplace and it's, you know, pretty wood building that it's the prettiest building on camp. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, it's cool. Yeah. And it's just back away from camp that you're just surrounded by woods, you know, um, that we see really just different groups. And it used to be a lot, just kind of smaller groups. I mean, there were some big youth groups and things, but over the last three or four years, Jordan's developed relationships with different churches, um, some indie churches, um, a lot of Hispanic churches. We have a few um, that are Burmese refugees that are in the indie area mm -hmm. that they have started running camp out and they would come as like a retreat. And then now they're booking like a long weekend. They rent the whole camp out and come. Um, but different, just different groups we've developed over the last few years that it really has kind of changed from several small groups that come just like maybe 10 or so people mm -hmm. to you know there's times that they're bringing extra mattresses up and sleeping mm -hmm. in the loft or oh, wow. different things um to have some bigger groups and really a wide variety now it's so it's so interesting with our boys you know being three and five this last year there were about three or four weekends in a row or weeks that the groups majority of the groups didn't speak english and so it was really interesting for them to be like, what what language do the people coming this weekend speak? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. but it's so cool for them because we can, we hear their worship. We can hear worship in the chapel, like in our house. Yeah, mostly because we have like poor insulation in the house. <laughs> but also, like, it's cool to for them to see that worship going on in these different languages and mm -hmm. different ways. They just do things a lot differently. Um, that is a really cool thing for them to get to experience. But that's ju that's really new in the last few years yeah. through the relationships kind of yep. developed. Are those everywhere from like overnight to like? Do yeah. You, do you have a cap on that or? Um, we don't. We, but typically, uh, school schedule is what causes problems. And so most of our retreat, when we say retreat groups, 
99% of those are three Friday days. Friday to Sunday. Yeah, Friday okay. to Sunday afternoon. Um, we've had, we're trying to find space in the summer to open up a week and start to pull in some bigger rental groups like that. Not because we want to lose what ministry we have, but because we want to be able to grow it. Mm-hmm. And a lot of those churches that I was talking about, they aren't comfortable because a lot of their a lot of them haven't been in the country very long so like they don't want to just send their kid to a camp for a week that they don't know the people they don't speak the language very well so we want to be able to offer that and that's what they've done the last few years is kind of run their own camp for a day or two or Mm -hmm. they run their own big retreat when they bring their kids and stuff Mm -hmm. but a lot of through this off season up in the lodge facility is just friday to sunday groups okay so they do like essentially their own family camp yeah pretty much yeah um, and then, like, we have some groups in the lodge in the off-season that are just families. We've got a family that started doing mm-hmm. uh, the Christmas. second week in December every year. We decorate the lodge. Um, my family rents the lodge for Thanksgiving Day to do the big family Thanksgiving dinner. And they decorate the lodge for us. So we put a big nine-foot tree up. We oh, cool. put yeah. lights everywhere and make it a really homey place for it Christmas. It looks like a gingerbread cottage. It does. Like a very, <laughs> like, yeah. Like and a postcard word. Yeah. That's exactly yeah. right. And uh, so we have some more families. And this family, a few years ago, um, one of the relatives lives in Bedford and knew of the camp. And so they started, uh, they said, hey, can we book it this weekend? It, it was open. We moved some things around and, and got them in. And he said, we only need it this year. Next year, we're going to be at this state park. We've always done state parks, but we didn't get uh, applied in time. And so they didn't have vacancy for us. So they said, well, we're, only, we're going to go to the state park. And, and they were there all weekend. I went up on Sunday to kind of converse with them. And they're in from different states. Yeah. Like they're not, you know, it's not just like, oh, we're from an hour away. Like yeah. they, you know, people flew in, drove in. 35 of them total, kids and, and adults and everything. And the grandfather who kind of organized the whole thing, he was like, hey, uh, I told you we didn't need this next year. Is it available? And I said, yeah, it cer- certainly can be. I can put you down. And he was like. Because we're going to do this every time. And oh, I wow. said, really? And I, yeah. he was like, uh, when we go to state parks, like we eat dinner together and then we go back to our rooms and watch TV or mm-hmm. like we'll go on a hike and then go back to our rooms. He's like, I played cards with my grandson for four and a half hours yesterday. He's like, this was the best time we've ever had. Mm-hmm. And so like it's it's that it's still the camp ministry. Yeah. But it's in a different setting. It's in a different place. But it's still like so removed from the typical world and the typical things that happen. And mm-hmm. so we've, we've started to get more into the family retreats and, and our facilities need to change to do some of that. And, and there's groups that we have to turn away. You know, I get groups, I probably turn down three or four groups a year that call that they want an off season retreat for like a hundred uh, people of a hundred people, 70, 70 to 150. And we just don't have it. We don't have a year round facility that we can put them in comfortably. Right. And so we yet. did a, yeah, <laughs> yet. we did a youth group retreat uh, two years ago in November and the weekend before it was 70 degrees. And then the weekend they were there, it was 30 degrees. <laughs> and like we were, right. putting, yeah. Yeah. Right. we were putting heaters in the cabins. We put fires, fire like barrels, a, a out. barrels everywhere <laughs> for them. And they, and our, our chapel has heat now. So they were able to do their worship and games and stuff. And then we let them use the lodge instead of the cabins and, and all that kind of stuff. But it was just one of those things of like, man, what we could do with different facilities, you know, yeah. the, the ministry mm-hmm. that we could have here and that kind of thing. So it, it, there's always that vision for what's down the road and what camping yeah. ministry is turning into as a whole. Mm-hmm. Um, we're rustic now and we like that, mm-hmm. but there's things that we could do differently to, to 
broaden our reach. It's okay. so funny as we grow too, because I remember whenever I first started helping him when he was first hired and coming up for like groups. And like helping cook for a group of 15 that I'm like, I don't know how to cook for 15 people. And then that summer he was like, um, I think I need you to be the camp cook this summer. Like, can you, I've looked into like, you need to take a food safe test. She, and was, I'm like, she was certified as a food safe certification. Right. By the time the summer manager. started. That's right. We paid to do that. But it like, it's so funny as things grow and change being like, oh, 15, cooking 15 people seems crazy. And now. When people are like, oh, we have this dinner, I have to cook for 50. I'm like, we cook for like 110 every yeah, week. Right. Like, eh, what's that? That first off season too, she had just, she learned all that and, and cooked the whole summer. And then we got married that September. And then uh, we would cook for each other in the house. And she was so used to cooking for a big number. We would have leftovers for right. weeks. We make we chicken and noodles for like, like 20 people for the two of us. <laughs> for the yeah. two of us. We sit there and hibernate. And I'm like, oh, noodles. I guess we should let a few of our friends in town know we have chicken noodles for the next week. That's funny. Sorry, before I ask a question yeah. on the retreats, we were back yeah. end of October. So, Yeah, um, October, October, November is pretty heavy retreat business, the fall and, and all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff, and people are on fall break. Yeah, I bet your campus looks gorgeous right yeah, now. Yeah, mm-hmm. the, you know, the foliage changing and, and things like that. Um, and then December we get, we've started doing Christmas dinners and, and making that a pretty big business. And then, and we will cook for those groups. Like that's the thing a lot of them like are that they can come out and some of them, sorry. Um, some of them will come out like his aunt, her, her class does it. So she comes out and like decorates beyond what we've already decorated, you know, like more. (laughs) And then, but it's nice because we will cook. So they just show up and Mm -hmm. eat and they can Mm -hmm. play their games and they can leave. And then we do the cleanup. Um, so then that, that just gives an extra kind of offering of, it's just an ease for same with our groups, our families that come at Christmas. It's just nice to be able to show up to a place that's already decorated, do your thing and then leave. Right. You don't have, you know, one grandma cleaning her whole house to fit fit Uh, 40 people into. So yeah, Yeah. we'll use your facility year long. Mm -hmm. Uh, this, this past January and February, we didn't have hardly anything and it was nice retreat groups. Yeah. Retreat groups. I mean, it was nice to be able to focus on other projects and, and spend a lot of time doing other stuff, but typically we are, two to three weekends a month we've got a group in the lodge okay and um i think she said like every group is different so we don't cook for every group there's seasons where uh, i think there was one time a couple years ago that i i cooked like five straight weekends and it was like this that's a lot i mean it's (laughs) you know i was constantly going to the grocery and getting food for that group and and trying to think a week ahead and and plan the food and plan menus and all that and around like dietary needs yeah dietary needs oh wow yeah but then, but then there'll be other seasons where we have groups that do their own food. And so it, it, it's, there's an ebb and a flow to it. Usually January and February are really slow. Um, Except for church visits. I, I start church visits yeah. that time. Okay. And, and those are church visits? Like people are like, hey, we're thinking about sending our kids to camp. Let's check out your facility kind of thing? Uh, no, where I go to oh, the Oh, you go to the yeah. Yeah. Okay. Like gotcha. Sunday, yeah. Um, gotcha. And every church is different. So some, some churches I'll do five minutes. They call it a moment of missions. And I'll speak five minutes about camp and have mm-hmm. my booth set up out in the foyer. Other churches, I get to preach the whole message, and I, I yeah, use our, our church this morning. Yeah, right. mm-hmm. I'll do our summer theme as the message and use it to share the gospel, but also promote what we do at camp and why we serve that way at camp. Mm-hmm. Um, it's great too. I don't since having kids, I don't go to church visits with them really anymore, just because some of the churches that are farther away, it's to to pack the kids in for an hour and a half drive, and then for yeah. them to sit through one or maybe two church services, and mm-hmm. then. 
all that it's fun too in the off season to see our camp kids at the different churches you know Mm -hmm. and they're already excited and already have like decided which camp they're going to or whatever it is so it's Uh, fun and and then uh you know some churches do a pitch in after church uh some churches uh have done where i come in and take over sunday school and do the sunday school for different age groups or they they bust me around to each sunday school class and i do three (laughs) minutes at each sunday and and that's a neat idea um every church is different and so we try to do what works best for the church and the community there and try to understand you know being able to share about what we do at camp and how that works for their church and we will we really want to partner with every church to embolden their ministry you know we only we're we only see your young people for a week or sometimes less and you get to see them the other 51 weeks Mm -hmm. and so you know what we are doing is to to hopefully refuel your kids and we want to send kids back to their churches like on fire and to take over the church and say this is what god did for me and and like here's some multi-generational ministry going on you know we love to hear of our kids that went back to their home churches and like got to stand up in front of their church yeah. and tell what God did for them. Mm-hmm. And and the ones that have gotten saved through the year, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. in between camp sessions, that's, or in between camp seasons, oh, it's, yeah. it's cool to show up and yeah. they're like, Oh, I got baptized a few weeks, you know, yeah. mm-hmm. it's cool to just see that and have that follow through with them. Parents that call and say, Hey, you know, we've been talking a lot about salvation and, and he asked Jesus into his heart last night, but he talked about how big of an impact camp had on mm-hmm. him four months ago and you know that in that situation we were the seed planter Mm -hmm. and the parents and the church were the cultivators and and that kind of thing it's awesome to see that knowing that you you had a part in that yeah Mm -hmm. um so january february is real slow um and i was just telling her a few weeks ago like but it feels like january february feels like it goes the fastest oh really like i always feel like after (laughs) (laughs) not to me (laughs) i always feel like after christmas like well it's practically summer like here it is (laughs) that's true (laughs) because i remember i'll be like it's only january and then it's like it's the second week of march like it's it's gonna be here anytime that that time always to me just goes so fast january february to me is like i i spent a lot of office work i'm kind of looking at the budget for the year and planning projects and getting things ready for registrations and stuff like that. Um, doing a lot of website rebuilds and, and social media posts and trying to build content there. And then I told her like January, February is real slow. March, April, May is like that. And, mm-hmm. and I like yeah, March, true. March hits. And I'm like camps next week. Like it's, a, <laughs> I know it's not, I know we've got eight weeks. Plus it's Indiana. So it's going to snow five more yeah. times. And I'm like, right. Exactly. Right. Right. Yeah. As we say that was snow on the ground. Snow exactly. on the ground. Yeah. The last day of March. So um, March, April, May is all just preparation. I mean, it, you know, and and every day looks different. We try. I've tried to make a schedule to like say with her, okay, the kids got to go to school at this time, and and I need to be at this meeting at this time, and I got to do this on this day. And it, it like every single day can be totally different. So like Monday, I try to hit the office, and I got to turn receipts in, and. Make answer sure, emails. Answer and, emails, answer yeah. phone calls, return weekend phone calls, set up people for registration because the online system can be confusing to new people and, and do all that. Tuesday, I may be putting in a new water line. Mm. Wednesday, I may be mowing. And, and it like every single day can be different. And it can change from hour to hour. I mean, I can go from being in the office trying to turn receipts in and then I remember I've got to go do something outside real quick and I'll run out and do it for three days and then get back to my <laughs> office work on Wednesday. Yeah. And like, oh man, this has been three days now since I had a chance to call this person back or whatever. And so it, it can, 
March, April, May is crazy usually. It's, it's also our season for like preparation for the summer of hiring, getting staff applications Interviews. in, oh, hiring yeah. staff, going over who we have returning, who's a good fit for that returning, or what role needs to be filled with who didn't come back. Mm-hmm. We're also working on ordering items for the camp store. We're working on T-shirt sizing. We're thinking about the menu, what's something we can change for the next year. We're making, I mean, just all the lists of like right. what we have to have done before staff shows up or mm-hmm. we have our day of service coming up. So like there's always a list of what do we have to have done by day of service? What do we have to have done by staff moving in? Mm-hmm. What do we have to have done by first day of summer? Yeah. You know? Do you guys just have like a ton of binders? Because I feel like that's... <laughs> We're not that organized. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> it's all the old steel trap on top. Um, it, it depends on the situation. I mean, yeah. there, there's menu things that, that we just know and can sit down and take an hour and look at together. Right. And then there's I have other... like a mental Sam's list in my head, depending yeah. on the week of camp. Like special versions is coming up. We need prune juice. We need little cups for them to drink to take their medicine right. with. We need yeah. like all these weird random things that we don't need ever again for the rest yeah. of the right. summer. But is that we just need experience for that with week. different Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Okay. Yeah. We need straws for this camp. We need, oh. you know, like mm-hmm. just different things. Stuff I would, I would yeah. have no idea. About. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's so funny. The summer, um, the summer that I was pregnant with Bennett, but that I broke my arm, mm-hmm. that is when we really kind of saw up until then we kind of like camp camp was just divided of what he did and what I did, you know, um, we split programming stuff a little, but mm-hmm. I would have stuff. I, you know, I ordered everything for the store. I was running the kitchen and cooking. Oh. I was ordering, all these things he was doing grounds he was doing staff he was whatever and so when I broke my arm and was like pretty much in the house the rest of the mm-hmm. summer it was like okay all right so what is that you know there were those little things like those random things we need for the week that it was like what is, and so I would get phone calls and I'm like okay you need you know like Thursday they always do this you need to buy this and this and this and it was kind of weird to see I don't know I mean, he had, he kind of had to do it all. We had a lot of staff that were really helpful, but that was kind of the summer that really showed what we do because in our minds, we just do it. You know yeah, what I mean? Right. Like, yeah. it's not like, it's weird to like, that would be like, if you just had a list for somebody to do everything you do in your house every day, right. like it's weird to sit down and write that down, but to write down like, okay, don't forget you have to buy this at Sam's and you have to do this. Oh, and you need to take the water, the water sample on Monday and yeah. you have to, that was the first time I feel like I kind of like looked at what we both actually do. Because mm-hmm. yeah. you weren't able to do it. You exactly. had to tell somebody else to do it. Like, oh, I guess I do this and I do this. Right. Yeah. Or like, oh, yeah, well, I do that on Tuesday, but it's Thursday now and that didn't that didn't happen. But that kind of showed us what we needed for the staff the next year of like if anything happens, yeah. you know, like yeah. these are the little things like. So we're, we're a lot better now when we hire staff about like teaching a few of them different specific, like mm. Victoria has done t-shirts the last five years. Like she gets the list, she does the sizes, she puts them together. She, you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. okay, you need to be able to do this. And if that person's not there to do it, you have to learn that one little weird thing, you right. know, <laughs> of like where that one wrench that is this big, like there's yeah. like three people know where it's at in case the what, person number one, person number two aren't there, person <laughs> number three has to do it. So it was really interesting after that kind of seeing the divides of of things, but then being able to be like, we need to pass off some of that, mm-hmm. some yeah. of those right. things. And just having a family too, you know, once we had started having kids, to be able to say like, this summer it's an important time to spend time with my family. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm not great at that. I mean, I, I like to work. I like to be doing things. I like to be out on camp. But she's really good about reining me in and saying, like, you know, this is important, too, and your kids 
you don't want your kids to not know who you are because yeah. you're out serving 600 other kids. Mm-hmm. And or so I feel like these other kids that are all here are way more important than me. Right. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. And so the the past couple of years, especially, I've been way better at like coming in the house at dinner time, and we have staff that we can trust and directors who understand that to say like, you know, this time. I know I'm with my family all year, but I like the summer is important for me to have family time too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm still not good at it. I mean, there's just days that I'm like, I could work from 7 a.m. to 1130 <laughs> p.m. and not take a break and do that because um, there's that much that needs to be done. But it's important to be able to have a stopping point and say, okay, now and I'm going to go let other house. people do things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, that they're capable of. Yeah. It, we try to delegate a lot and like, my mind, the way it works, I, I do shot sheets of like, I'm going to write down every little step for you to take on how to, how to, how lo- to clean the dining hall serving line. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. like yeah. you have to do this, then you do this, then you do this. Cause if not, somebody's going to say, yeah, I right. cleaned exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Right. Like I wiped it down. Yeah. 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 So we, we try to do some of that for our staff and help them. But like we mentioned earlier, like there's kids that come in that have never touched a broom. And so we got to teach them how to sweep. And we spend, I spent two hours this past spring teaching kids how to wipe a toilet down. (laughs) (laughs) And it was like a staff of 10 people. So I took five of them and said, here's how we wipe a toilet. You start here, you use this, you do this, you do this, you do this. Yeah, you top down. You know, here's, here's the way that we do it. Outside in. (laughs) (laughs) And we try to tell them like. We've been doing this for 20 years and, and not to say that other people don't have good ideas. I'm open to good ideas, but sometimes you're going to say, Hey, couldn't we do it this way? And I'm probably just going to say no. It's because I've done it that <laughs> yeah. way and it didn't work. We did We've that. Tried it that. Didn't work. Didn't work. Exactly. Yeah. And, and so the staff, we trust them to say like, okay, here's what you're going to do. Here's what we ask of you. Here's what we expect of you. Please just get it done. Mm-hmm. And, right. and, and then have fun. Then go have fun. Yeah. <laughs> do your job and then go have fun. And, um, we've had great, great kids in the past couple of years to be able to do that kind of stuff um, in what we do every day. Um, April, May is is all camp, all like mowing the grass, picking up sticks, getting turning things water ready, on, turning water back on, yeah. rehooking all the water lines, waking up, up the cabins. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. yeah. Um, we remodeled our cabins this past spring, and. Um, that will help us in in that area because they just they used to be old and and windows mm-hmm. didn't close all the way and so we'd have birds nest in the window sills yeah and that's an hour of cleanup per window you know uh-huh. that kind of thing. a lovely family family of squirrels that lived in a cabin <laughs> for the summer you know? i think it was just yeah, chipmunks but, but yeah there was they get kicked out in may that's right, right? Um, we still love them, yeah, but yeah. they can't live there. So you're able to serve them in the office. That's right. Exactly. That's exactly right. Um, and so it's it's all that. And my dad is out a bunch in April and May. And, and, you know, there's there's been times she had to remind me this year. I was like, we've only got nine weeks till camp, and I've got all these things to do, and this isn't done, and this isn't done. And she said, we've done more in less time. Five years ago today, no, tomorrow, we were in ICU with Bennett after his second open heart surgery, and we had an insur- insurance adjuster come through and decide we couldn't use the dining hall. And in the next eight weeks, we had to tear down a structure and build a new facility while Bennett was recovering from his heart yeah. s- surgery, you know. Right. And so, home. like, we he comes in these moods, and I'm like, hey, 
we literally have done way more right. in a short amount of time with more going on. And like, did everything yeah. else. Too, Not to that, say yeah. that things aren't crazy and feels rushed, but like. We right. can do it. Yeah. yeah. So like how much of that stuff that you're thinking like, oh, I have to do this and this and this and this. Mm-hmm. How much of that can get done on like the camp work day that's coming up? There, some of it is I prep for the camp work day. Yeah. And I've had groups that say, like, can we come in and do this? And I'll say, no, I'm saving that for the work day. Right. Like, yeah. I, I, I save stuff for that. Mm-hmm. But that makes then, sense versus having a day where everybody comes and, like, uh, well, let me think of something for you to do. Yeah. You have it laid up, like, mm-hmm. yep. okay, this is a specific task. I don't want just anybody doing yeah. it. So I'm going to make sure, like, okay, if somebody's mm-hmm. qualified, cool. That's right. But if I don't have that, I need to make sure I have somebody that is qualified yeah. to come in and do it. Yeah, we, we also have moved the work day. It used to be towards the end of May, and mm-hmm. we moved it to the end of April, beginning of May, so that like the projects that they get started that day that can't finish, like right. we actually have time to finish them yeah. in the next yeah. month, and that has really helped. Just be able to like knock that. out a lot of that stuff, and having them come in. We have a couple groups that come every year that they all like they always clean out the cabins of like sweeping them out and doing all that. So that's really helpful to have them do that, so that then we can go in in the next. I say we. I'm not repairing cabins, but <laughs> so so they can go in in the next few weeks and do any repairs that need to be done and have that kind of general base stuff done before the staff moves in Mm -hmm. so that has been really helpful to kind of move it back to have more of a gap to finish things right and our first uh my first day of service as director i had a bunch of projects on a piece of notebook paper and there was 70 some people there and i said here's all the projects and i read them bullet pointed and I said, okay, I'm going to go back through these. Raise your hand if you want to do that. And I'd say, I need three people who are going to paint these benches. Three hands would go up. I'd pick three people and go. And That's how it, it used to be done. Took, I mean, that's how. It took an hour and a half to get through just handing out projects. And I like, we got done with that. And I looked at her and I was like, we will never do this again. I'm not going to do that again. And so we started, I, I do index cards that have uh, the projects on them. It says the project title, where to go, what tools you'll need, how many people are expected, kind of an outline of what we want from you at yeah. that project. Skill level. Skill level. You know, if we have some stuff that Four is. Four maybe. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we have some. Age requirements. Because right. no, some of the kids are like, I can use that chainsaw. No, no you can't. No. I mean, their intentions are probably there. Right. That's, right. Yeah. that's right. We want we you, to, you serve to pick up another those way. sticks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So we, and then we group those. You know, I'll do a landscaping and a painting group and, and uh, you know, just manual labor, grunt work and things like that. And then we tape those to the windows in the chapel. And so the paint. And they're color coded yeah. by like, you know, the paint outside window, work, the, paint yeah, time, right. prayer. Mm-hmm. We have a section just to pray over different areas of camp and mm-hmm. some like guided, you know, scripture to use yeah. and that kind, that kind of thing. Because we have some kids that come and every few years I'll come up with like a kid's project that the kids can do while they're there. Like a few years ago I had them paint like jumbo dominoes to do as like a jumbo yard game, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but we just don't always need we don't always need 30 birdhouses painted, right? <laughs> you yeah. know? So, but a lot of the, a lot of the groups that come with kids are really good about bringing adults with them or like, okay, we're going to pick up sticks over here or mm-hmm. we're going to go sweep that, you know? Right. Yeah. So, and it's good. Just the kids, it's, it's cool for them to be able to feel like they're helping, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. helping get everything ready yeah. and helping kind of run things. Yeah. So that's, it's, it's really good. It's a chaotic day for us because there's so much prep that goes into it. Right. Yeah. So like a after, lot of supervision right? Like that. That's kind of the first day of the season. He's exhausted after a lot of the stuff he does, but that's our first big group day like that. That it's like, whew, we are in the season, right? Yeah. Where yeah. we're this tired, you know, <laughs> like where we need a bath and yeah. <laughs> a lot of caffeine tomorrow and <laughs> that kind of thing. Um, but it's really cool to see everybody come together, and it's been nice the last few years. In the evening, we've been able to 
um, some of the evenings. Sometimes it works out the weekend. It's a really busy weekend for everybody and people can't stay. But a few years we've had like a campfire together in the evening or, you know, different things like that to just have fellowship time afterwards. Mm -hmm. The the year we built the Gaga Pit, we built it on day of service. And I remember at the end of the day, um, we built the Gaga Pit. We had a cookout and then a bunch of the kids that were there went and played Gaga. And I got in the Gaga pit and played for like 10 minutes. And I was like, man, I just put in like a 14-hour day yesterday. And like, I just worked my butt off today. Like, how are you kids playing Gaga? And like, I know that those kids worked that day. They worked. Yeah. They worked tirelessly. And it's Indiana. So sometimes it's 60 degrees yeah. and sometimes it's 80 and right. sometimes it's 40 degrees yeah. that day. And yeah. like sleeting. So. But that was, I, I just remember thinking like, whew, man, these kids are resilient. Like I, I worked a lot of hours the last few days. I'm exhausted. These kids came and worked real hard today and they're playing Gaga for the next three hours. Right. <laughs> and mad they have to leave. Yeah. <laughs> but we, so we put all those project cards on the windows. We do a big opening prayer. I'll discuss a few of the bigger projects going on and, and do some like promotional stuff for camp. And then we just say go and, and we let people pick their project. And um, when you RSVP, you can put on there that, you know, you maybe you're a skilled plumber or something like that. I, I want to be able to use people's gifts yeah. mm-hmm. and, and put them in something that they can do. If I, I've had I've had skilled plumbers come and we had them paint all day. And I'm like, <laughs> I didn't know until the end of the group that they were a skilled plumber. And I'm like, I got 15 houses I got to plumb. You know, like, yeah. <laughs> how did you paint and trim today? Like, what is going on? You didn't think so, at any point. Yeah. Right. Uh, you know, we had an electrician come, and uh, and he he told me when he got there, he's an electrician. He was like, "What electrical stuff do you have?" Because I'm a certified electrician. I was like, "Come here, come here, yeah. let's go." Can you here. stay for a week? Yeah. Like, can you? And so it, I try to put people in in positions for success and and give them opportunities to succeed. You know, there's some stuff that that is just manual labor and that I can't do by myself. My dad and I can't do together. It needs to be 15 people doing it. And so um, we, we save stuff like that for that day. There's a lot of tree cleanup that needs to happen and, and just seasonal, uh, like we said, like opening stuff up and sweeping and scrubbing and putting, you know, elbow grease and stuff. Yeah. Um, and so that's really a great day for that. And it's a, it's a fun day because we have people come from different churches all over the state. And I try to tell people, like, work with somebody you don't know. Mm-hmm. And, and grab a card and grab three people and go do the project and pray over it together and learn about each other. And it's a really fun day of fellowship. And, and the kids that come know the other kids that are there and get right. to see their camp friends. And yeah. it's also a great day for new families that have never been to camp. Like, if you come and don't work, I, that's fine. That's, I want you to come in and experience camp a little bit. It'll be good to work and there's yeah. work to be done, yeah. but we don't expect We've got every... something for you to clean while That's you right. talk to <laughs> But we, we want everybody of every age and ability level to come and serve. And, and then through the summer too, we have volunteers that are like, we had a guy, uh, he just passed away this off season, but for the past three years, he's come and mowed once a week. And he called me three or four years ago and said, Hey, you were just at my church this week and I'm retired and I like to mow do you ever need mowers? And I was like, yes, yeah. definitely need <laughs> As people a to mow. Of fact, We've got 30 acres that we mow. Like that would be awesome. And so he said, I'll just, I'll just show up uh, once a week. And if there's mowing to be done, I'll get on the mower and do it. And after the first few times of like learning our mowing schedule and things like that, he literally would just show up at eight in the morning. And I'd be like, oh, there's this truck. He's yeah. up, you know, he <laughs> must be up by the lodge mowing somewhere. Yeah. He'd mow and mow for three or four hours. And he'd go in town for lunch. And I was like, man, you can stay for lunch. We got food. Like, <laughs> you know, we're, we're here to serve you. 
no, 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 I'm not taking your food. And he'd, he'd get off the mower and go eat lunch and come back and mow for another four hours and get oh, off man. the mower, wave yeah. and go home. And like, <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. He just knew his gift and knew, mm-hmm. knew that that was a way that he could serve us well. And it, it was so nice because it gave other staff um, that would be spending that time mowing, it gave them an opportunity to serve in a different way. Mm-hmm. And so uh, we love volunteers like that, be able to do those things. And, and after day of service – Usually we have three to four weeks before camp starts. And day of and service also, we have big lunch. We have lun- yeah, we, we provide lunch, lunch for yeah. everybody. And then some some years we'll provide dinner depending on how many are staying or um, that kind of – a few years ago we had people um, stay, and a few of them stayed in cabins, like family groups. They stayed in cabins and we had worship the next morning, and that mm-hmm. was fun. That was cool. It's just – after actually working all day, like sleeping at camp on the bed in, yeah. the, in a cabin right. is like not what you need for your body. Right, yeah. Uh, As grown adults, the kids yeah, are fine. Yeah, the kids the are kids totally are fine. totally fine. <laughs> Hi. Hey, hey, I waved. I waved my arms. <laughs> that, was that was too, too much, much action. Sorry. Woke him up out of his chair. Sorry, Yoda. Sleeping in a beanbag chair. But May is, is just all about making sure um, everything is ready. And communicating with the session directors, hey, do you have enough cabin leaders? Uh, do you have a camp pastor or camp nurse? Um, you know, are there any communicating with parents? What are the dietary needs of each camper? And, and we've gotten better at that with uh, our online registration system. All of that situation is so much smoother, mm-hmm. just taking in registrations and preparing each camp ahead of time. And, setting up little volunteers you know we need a volunteer lice checker on check-in day every week and we mm-hmm. need uh, people to to help the nurse carry medicine down from the check-in line down mm-hmm. to the nurse's station and so just trying to coordinate all of that and get it all ready uh, we her family um, has taken this memorial day weekend vacation every year i think this will be 40, 40 years. yeah about 40 years and so that's part of our family tradition as well that we go and do that um, um, and Days before camp. That's starts. a few days, and and a few years ago, calm before the storm. Yeah, yeah right. a few years ago, it was literally we got back on Monday night and camp started on Tuesday. Oh wow! Like and special person start. Like we did staff training up until the time we left for Bennett Springs, which is where Bennett is named after. Oh, okay. um, so we did staff training up until then. We left on Friday, got home Monday night, and special persons had registration the next day, and that was something. That was something. <laughs> it's a turnaround right there. Yeah, because while we're gone, we're up at. 5:36 in the morning to fish so like it's it's early and long days also right. but it's so great i mean some there have been people that had problems with like well they leave for a few days but like before the camp before yeah, camp season starts really we don't have a day off. i mean we technically have where we're not responsible for a group of 100 people for about 20 hours mm-hmm. from saturday to sunday but i mean we have people there that we and we have staff kids who are responsible for mm-hmm. that time so going into it it's kind of our last few days of like we can just be family, family right. routine, whatever it is, before the big, like, here we go, right. yeah. you know. Yeah. I'll, I'll see you in August. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We yeah. pass each other in the hallway and, and say hi, and that's about it. Right. Yep. So, um, so, you know, no, so that starts your, your camp weeks. Mm-hmm. What does do your camp weeks typically follow the same progression? No, every no. week is different. Okay. Until, every week until July. So June is different because we have our kind of, like, almost Younger specialty camps. camps. Not yeah. specialty, but they're divided we have our special persons camp like Mm -hmm. i said that we've been doing our camp has been doing it for i would say 50 years yeah Um, we have some campers of that session that have been coming for 30 years Mm -hmm. that they've been coming since they were a teenager and old enough because there aren't a lot of camps that have that they um Mm -hmm. just don't offer that 
Um, and so we have special persons camp, which um, we have typically about 50-ish campers. Mm-hmm. Um, and that week is so different than every other camp session week because it's a lot of um, helping with physical things that need to be done. There's mm-hmm. extra we do a lot of laundry that week. There's just extra things that right. go into that week. And it's um, it's just different because they're adults, you know, mm-hmm. um, rather than kids. And so then, and that session's only a four-day, or is it five-day, four-night? It's four-day. This year it's actually only three days. Okay. Um, we go into that, but that week we always do fireworks. They always have a talent show. They always have a carnival, which I think this year we might, it might be carnival. nixing the carnival. But yeah. there's going to be similar things. Um so that week is kind of different on its own. And then we have our little kids camps that are only a few days each. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we go into our boys camp and girls camp. And that's something new in the last, in, in our time being there. We we did that um, five years ago. I was pregnant with yeah. Bennett, the yeah. first boys camp. I broke yeah. my arm the very first day of boys camp. <laughs> um, it's funny when you You're have kids, the oh. milestones yeah, you can right. like right. market by of like, oh, that was that kid. So that must <laughs> right. have been yeah. that many years ago. But um, we have boys and girls camp, and we separated those. That's fourth, fifth, and sixth grade. Mm-hmm. Fourth, fifth, and sixth grade, only boys and only girls. Now, is that a full week? And no, no Sunday to Thursday. Okay. Yeah, but those sessions, I'm not, I'm not have been the, our most successful because our older sessions are very successful. Mm-hmm. But as a new thing, and at that age group, it has been so awesome to see how different they act when mm-hmm. when separated. Mm-hmm. Our girls camp one year, two years, two or three years ago, we had 98 girls for our girls session. Oh, wow. That's the yeah. biggest camp session we've had in, in our 10 years being mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a senior high in the 80s last year, the year before, yeah. that was a big yeah. group of kids. But... Uh, and our boys camp gets our boys camp gets to about like 50s yeah mm-hmm. 60s so imagining those two groups together, together by the way yeah. like we literally could not house that yeah but that those have grown so much because they're so tailored to the that mm-hmm. age needs right. jeff is our boys camp director and he does a great job of knowing that the boys they're not ready to sit still in morning chapel so they do devotion in motion where they're doing an activity they're playing a game and learning a devotion as they go along with mm. it rather than going and sitting in chapel in the morning and their bodies well, not paying attention exactly yeah. like and and uh, i mean not all boys some boys love worship a majority of these boys don't care to stand there and yeah, say everybody learns right. differently right. you're just kind of like hey little boys exactly like this. where <laughs> right. girls camp they love worship they yeah. could be in there for chapel time for an hour yeah. 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 <laughs> or they could be like coloring on the director's cabin porch together and braid like literally like the girls things and they still get to do the girls still do slip inside they still do all the things that they like, begged for the mud pit this past year oh, we had funny. to do the mud pit yeah. because there was like <laughs> 10, 15 girls that one and the camp pastor, Tammy, yeah. wanted to do the mud pit. So we did the mud pit. But, and like the girls, that, there have been girls that have said, like, I didn't used to go to the pool because I didn't want to be in my bathing suit in front of the boys. Right. Just because like, I feel like, well, you know, whatever, just that age right. is so important. So it really. Yeah, the, the boys aren't trying to act tough in front of yeah, the girls. Right. And right. the girls aren't like in their way to play basketball in the yeah. pool. You yeah. know, like yeah. the girls aren't just bothering them or whatever. <laughs> However they feel about it. Those camps really have just thrived. Yeah. Uh, Anna's our session director for girls and she does a great job of planning things that she just knows. She's a teacher also. So like mm. she gets it like what yeah. they what they like. Mm. And like I said, all of our other sessions are really successful too but those just being the new ones and kind of specialized for that age that gender you know mm-hmm. whatever it is and like i said they both still they they do the same things but they just 
it's a lot times differently. And so boys and girls camp are that and then the younger camps. And then we kind of get into the regular session season of middle school and high school camps that are full, full week weeks, long. Yeah. The kind of our traditional camp day of what mm-hmm. it looks like and workshops and Bible studies and that kind of thing. So really J- June is kind of our busy kind of choppy month of like this session's four days, this session's two days. And we have our first timers camp that's a 24 hour camp where okay. we fit where we just shove everything you can do at camp <laughs> into 24 hours. <laughs> Make them um, want to come back for three days. Exactly. exactly and right. wear the cabin leaders out because, yeah. you know, they've got a kid on their back at all times. Right. They're <laughs> going and, you know, swimming for 20 minutes. And they're like, oh, we want to fish now. Okay, well, <laughs> yeah. that kind of thing. So June is kind of our, like, busy, choppy month. And then July is kind of, like, evens out to our older camp kid sessions of typical camp weeks. Mm-hmm. So what does a typical camp week look like there? Like, I guess – Especially camps aside, yeah. what does, I guess, junior high camp yeah. or senior high camp, what, what do those typically look like? Because they're Sunday through Saturday? S- Sunday, mm-hmm. Yeah, you get there Sunday evening right before dinner. We do a dinner, and then uh, you leave Saturday morning, uh, about mid-morning. We try to do 11, give everybody time to wake up. Yeah. <laughs> Drive from Par- wherever yeah, they're coming to get from. There, exactly. Yeah. Um, the typical day at camp is very similar across the board. And similar to when we were campers. I yeah. mean, it's a lot. It's it's really similar to the schedule 30 years ago. I think a lot of people look forward to those, that routine. That's yeah. right. You guys have right. set up. We tried. We've talked a lot about in the last couple of years that, like, we don't want to over-program and mm-hmm. we don't want to over-schedule because mm-hmm. that feels like school. And we yeah. don't want right. it to feel like school. You know, we want it to be independence growing and, and gaining, you know, the kids get a chance to grow. And so be able to... Um, you know, we get up, have breakfast, and morning devotion. Morning sometimes devotion time before. And, yeah. Sometimes it's after breakfast. Um, and then there's usually a break between uh, breakfast and chapel. Where Hopefully to clean their cabin. Most of the ca- <laughs> most of them do cabin <laughs> yeah. cleanup. Um, most of the boys go back and sleep, <laughs> um, or maybe put on actually clean clothes, yeah. not just the pajamas they wore to breakfast. Cover themselves in axe before yeah. they come to chapel <laughs> yeah. for the girls. Um, I remember what the cabin smelled like. That's yeah. right. That's right. <laughs> or they go like make their bed yeah. and then go down and play Gaga for the twenty minutes while the girls are actually like perfectly tidying up yeah. their like three pair of shoes and you know putting their stuffed animals on their cap on their bunk. Um, you know, we do a morning chapel service. Other than boys camp, everybody else does a morning chapel. And it's usually scaled down. It's usually smaller, um, you know, just two or three songs for worship and then a, a shorter, um, different message. style message. And and then break out into small groups. And Bible study be, groups. Yeah, do Bible study groups. And, and the camps all do that a little bit differently. Um, you know, some of the camps, the teacher stays the same and the Groups rotate, other camps, it's, it's you know, you get the same teacher every day and a different lesson every day, that kind of thing. So that changes year to year. Um, and then there's typically some morning free time, just, you know, half hour, 45 minutes to just play some games, relax, debrief from Bible study. Mm-hmm. Some of our sessions will do Bible study and then come back to chapel and debrief together. What did you learn? And, and that's been really helpful for some of our kids. Um, then lunch. Uh, and then the younger camps right after lunch have fob time, which is flat on your back or flat on mm. your bunk, just to give them a chance for their bodies to rest. Yeah. It's also the hottest part of the day, so it's nice for us to say you have to be in your cabin mm-hmm. yeah. laying down. In the shade. Or at least somewhat quiet. And, and, you know, some of the boys' cabins play games and do different <laughs> stuff. But, but yeah. it's the ex- expectation is that you're relaxing a little bit before free time. And then there's... Um, some camps do workshops before free time. Some camps do workshops after free time. And workshops are 
um, things like music, art, drama, sports. Some, sports. Some of our camps do construction. We have one session media. that does um, culinary and then uh, media, like it's she said. Some archery workshop too. Yeah, uh, just different. Uh, it just dif- depends. Yeah. Um, we've done all kinds of things mm-hmm. and sometimes it's nice to do like archery one day and then a different thing the next day mm-hmm. sometimes it's nice to focus on one thing for the whole week yeah. mm-hmm. and um that's a chance for the kids to really do something they want um we because they get to pick up. those yeah. at the beginning of the week they get to choose you know the one or two they're most interested in that kind of get they kind of get placed in one mm-hmm. of those things and then they uh, they get some instruction from somebody who's experienced in that area and they get to learn how to do some, you know, the, the art projects. We've had art done for camp where we've, we've painted big murals. Um, we've had other where they do an art project for themselves and take it home. And that changes every year and every week. Underwater but, basket weaving last year in senior high. Yeah, they did that. They literally, did like, did basket weaving in the pool. Oh, oh really? that's funny. Oh, yeah. yeah. It was a good time. I didn't know what you were talking about. I'm like, oh, I it's thought just it bad. was a joke. Yeah, I thought she was like, we're talking about underwater basket weaving. I'm like, oh, that's so fu-. And she's like, no, like I ordered, I found the supplies and I've been watching videos how you can. And I'm like, okay. Right. So right, they wove little baskets for you. <laughs> they got in the pool and wove little baskets. Okay. That's cool. um, and I think that's a really influential time because there's there's campers that we know that have like gone into worship because of their time in music workshop, Mm. because they learned like how they, they got really engaged with a gift that God given them and got to learn from somebody who's experienced and see how that can affect the church or see how that can affect their life and that they wanted to do that. Mm -hmm. Um, We've had other groups, like there's a couple of campers that they were in service workshop or construction workshop every year for like five or six years and they turned into staff and they were like, I remember service workshop and just working really hard. And I wanted to do that because the staff were doing that too with us and all that stuff. And so, and even like sports workshop, like you don't think about like sports workshop for like a spiritual gift, but it's great for some of them because usually the people we have leading it are like really, they've, you, most of them have like one or two sports they might play or excel in or whatever, but they talk about like good sportsmanship and they talk about, Mm -hmm. you know, just different things that the kids can feel like it's something they're good at and that they can like through their actions while doing it show other people you know whatever or camp is a place where the kids can be themselves or like be their best them yeah Mm -hmm. so like they might be a sports workshop person that like that's a time that they feel like i'm good at this Mm -hmm. and i like it's fun to do it with other people who will think about it like me or who Mm -hmm. do it like me where like sports workshop is totally not my thing like (laughs) i was signing up for like art like which one is in a building in the shade (laughs) um but for some of the kids it's a time that like something that they that they like all year round but maybe don't have like a focus time to do it Mm -hmm. they like get that with people and they can you know they can really enjoy it through the through the week mm-hmm. and a lot of them that come back we have a lot of kids that come through camp and then they're cabin leaders a lot of them help with like that workshop that they always did and it's mm-hmm. really cool for them to be able to offer that to the kids you know just like they were kind of mm-hmm. like our staff it's kind of the same deal of being able to come back and serve in that thing that you really liked yeah. so workshops are really a really cool time it seems like they're all kind of just scattered doing random things but it's a really cool like specific time for them to like hone in on that talent god gave them Mm-hmm. That, nice they, that they hopefully enjoy places they can express that outlet or whatever that's right yeah, yeah. Right. yeah we've done prayer workshop and journaling workshop over the past couple of years at different sessions and, and had campers like oh man you know I, I I knew how to pray but like I didn't know 
how to pray like that mm-hmm. and, and like talk about how it's affected them through the year of like, you know, I remember in prayer workshop last year, I was able to pray about that. And, and I found that note in my Bible the day that it made like, it was life altering. I opened my Bible and there's this thing that I wrote in prayer workshop six months ago that had specific verses about what I needed to see that day. And mm-hmm. so just to see the spirit work and those types of things and help kids learn about themselves and grow some independence and grow some um, confidence and mm-hmm. things. You know, we try to train our cabin leaders and our staff to like, you're you're have a great opportunity to give these kids confidence and and be able to pour into them and say like, that is awesome. I'm so proud of you yeah. for mm-hmm. doing that because they may never hear that at home. And then, aside from their cabin leaders, workshop time is when they get one cabin leader who is like like minded or like something. You know, we enjoy this together to mm-hmm. really connect with that person. Yeah. That like. Mm-hmm. It might be a boy in our workshop that it's a, a girl leading it that like he's not connecting with her through the rest of the week and, yeah. you know, just random a game or whatever it is that that's a time that they can really hear from someone who's like them mm-hmm. and make those connections when through the rest of the year they might not have somebody that they, you know, like do service with or mm-hmm. whatever it is or like especially with like the worship stuff though and mm-hmm. like art a few of the more things like that, it's it just makes really good connections that they can kind of build those bonds mm-hmm. at that time. I think it makes good connections between the campers too yeah. because mm-hmm. they so. have like like-minded people their age. But right. then within, you know, like within the different groups, you always have the kids who are born leaders and yeah. encouragers. Yeah, right. And then whenever they get in those workshops with those people who maybe have never been told, hey, you're really good at that. Right. Those two are friends yep. and then they have a friend for the rest of the week. That's right. right. Yeah. And, and it's so funny because a lot of them, especially in the workshops that kind of um, like prepare for something for the week, like music workshop a lot of times ends up leading a worship session at the end or, mm-hmm. or they're work, they'll work on something together to do for a talent show. They kind It's funny because like workshop sometimes expands past that of like, well, our workshop's over and it's free time, but let's stay and finish this painting right. or, yeah. you know. Or the the sports one, they're like, let's meet at the go- you know, let's meet at the kickball field, and we're gonna play this, and they kind of like organize their own things like that, just because they get excited, you know, right. they get excited about it. After workshops are usually free time, and free time we've got the pool open, um, the pond is open for like fishing or boating. We can't do both; that's very dangerous at the yeah. same time. <laughs> so um, that'd be dangerous. Yeah, so that that alternates. Fishers of men. It's yeah. Yeah. is literally <laughs> what happens. Clarifying scripture with a visual aid of fishing for people. Right. Um, We have Gaga. Gaga kind of used to at camp, like in our generation growing up, I feel like everybody played nine square or tetherball, like Mm -hmm. four square, nine square, tetherball. Oh, yeah, nine square was worse. Yeah, Yeah. or like basketball some, but, you know. And now it's Gaga. They're all, there's like 40 kids at a time in the Gaga pit playing and weeding each other out. And um, so Gaga's open. And just the main camp area of like Frisbee golf, Frisbee, uh, basketball, um, sometimes kids will organize like a kickball game up at the ball field. There's um, the store is open, so there's usually a lot of kids hanging out on playing the like porch. board games and stuff on the porch. Yeah. Um, you said archery. Archery's open usually a few days a week. They can go down then. Slip and slide is available every, a few days. We kind of have to because we have. It doesn't feel like a limited number of staff, but a limited number of staff to be able to safely run all those things. Right. Yeah, yeah. We can't have the pool, the pond, the slip and slide, the archery, you know. Yeah, everything's right. so spread out. Exactly. And yeah. um, so we kind of alternate days of like the specialty thing, you know, like yeah. archery's open this day, slip and slide's open these other days. Mm-hmm. Um, the pool's open every day, though. Um, but so that's kind of free time where they can kind of just whatever or go take a nap, you yeah. know, at our... Um, 
at middle school and senior high camp, a lot of them like to just hang out and sing or like they'll, they'll play swing. frisbee together. They'll swing. Yeah. We had a group of girls a few years ago who would sit and play their, they all brought their ukuleles and they called themselves the ukuladies, which was hilarious. <laughs> um, we used to just sit on the swings oh, and talk. It's an opportunity for a band name. Right <laughs> there, <isn't> it? <laughs> it is a prime opportunity. But like they, that's what I love about our camp. And I think that's what makes it so different from so many big camps that have like zip lines and rock climbing wall and like an actual big lake to do stuff yeah. in, you know, <laughs> like our camp and our kids, it is for them the connection that it's a family and that mm-hmm. they come and they have that time to connect. And like a lot of our camps go to other big camps too and like do the big, the big, you know, climbing activity walls and things. Ropes courses, yeah. But what they love about our camp is the connections that they have. Yeah. And like that has been kind of the common thread through uh, the 50 years plus of camp is the relationships that like old camp friends Mm -hmm. and so it's it's always fun to me at and there's always kids that are busy and doing things but there's always some that are just sitting talking that Mm -hmm. like if they were at home they would both have their phones in their hands Mm -hmm. they would both you know be scrolling whatever um and not having like intentional talk and some Mm -hmm. of it's really deep and some of it's really like Let's talk about random stuff or like, would you rather eat boogers or, you know, like (laughs) just stupid stuff. But like, it's just fun stuff that Mm -hmm. they can connect with each other and with cabin leaders and that kind of thing. So free time. It's so funny because a lot of people probably would think of free time as just like, well, whatever, nothing's happening. But there's just such deep connections happening mm-hmm. yeah. a lot of the time. And so, I mean, it's not always the case. Yep. Maybe at boys camp, they're not all like deep <laughs> connecting in the Gaga pit, but. They're having a lot of fun. At the exactly. Gaga, right? Yeah, they right. are. But and they're making memories. Are being exactly. Formed. And so that is just something that really, I feel like sets our camp apart. Because we've had kids that, like I said, go to bigger camps and. And we've had a few that their parents have talked to us that they're like, we told them like they can only go to one camp this year because we've got family vacation. And, you know, and they're like, and they picked Indian Creek Mm -hmm. over this camp that has all these big things because they wanted to go see the people, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's just, I mean, that, I don't know, that is just so so worth it all. Yeah. Like a few years ago, Jordan kind of came up with our concept of like our mission and our vision, which is connect, refresh, and grow. Mm -hmm. And so like, that really is what we want everything to be part of. We yeah. want connections with them and God. We want connections with them and other Christians. Mm-hmm. We want to see their growth in those. And w- we love seeing those those relationships grow, you know. And it's it's really what makes us different, I feel like, yeah. as, as, a part, as being a small camp who doesn't have a lot of, like, big ticket items to offer. Mm-hmm. Like, there's fun stuff when we have pedal cars. I forgot about that. Every few years we try to add a new, like, recreation thing or yeah. game or whatever because that is important, and kids want to do fun stuff. And we do a lot of big game activities in the evenings. That's part of the schedule for every session. But it's really that time during the day to just kind of, like, hang out and really connect with people yeah. and get to know each other other than just, like, you know, your cabin group that you're having devotion with mm-hmm. or whatever it is. So after after workshops is free time, and those are – that's a, I think that's a majority of the things that's offered. Right, right. Yeah. Um, and then uh, we do dinner, and then some camps Which is do, delicious, which usually. Is fantastic <laughs> dinner. I always loved the camp. I was, All of I our was food like the breakfast, really too. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Um, we do a great job with our Still food. do jiffies? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Is that <laughs> just like one particular day? Um, not really. I mean, it kind of falls usually on Thursday. Just oh, okay. Not yeah. really for any reason. But yeah. We're actually, hopefully, I'm working on um, some bookmarks for the store that they can buy that it looks like a jiffy and smells like syrup, like scratch and sips. Oh, that's cool. on it. 
Scratch and sniff like, stickers are crazy expensive. They are. Oh, are they so, really? Yeah. They might not smell like syrup. We're working on it. I will dump them. I will dunk them Pour, all in yeah. syrup if we can't get the and then really laminate that syrup on them. Yeah. Yeah, right. They'll really stick the to that page. Yeah. I love those things that everybody right. has the thing they think about. Yep. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? It's jiffies or it's like. I jokingly told one of the staff this year, um, it was the first time I walked in a shower house and it didn't smell like the shower house from 25 years ago when I was a camper. You know what I mean? Because we'd like bought new products and stuff. But I'm like, there are such like smells and just thoughts or songs that like you only heard them at camp. You know, like I can hear like dive or like a big house, you know, like that I'm like, oh man, I feel like I'm 12 right now in the back of the chapel. And so I really want to kind of build on those things for some of our like merchandise mm-hmm. like that. That mm-hmm. it seems so stupid to have like a jiffy bookmark, but <laughs> but, but everybody, everybody gets it. Exactly. Yeah, everybody's yeah. been to camp knows what you're talking about. Exactly. Right. Nobody like, else probably does. Right. You would but, see like what looks like a corn dog bookmark yeah. in somebody's yeah. Bible, <laughs> and be like, oh yeah, jiffy. It's like that's a pancake awesome. around a sausage. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. That's right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Jimmy Dean sells them now, and they're not as good as the camp ones, but that you can find them at Sam's. And they're not called jiffy. No, they're called breakfast pancake wraps or something. Generic, not nearly as yeah. catchy. That's exactly. right. Call it Jiffy <laughs> exactly. Man. There's Jiffy Man. There's a few people who might be listening that would know what I'm talking about when I say Jiffy Man. That's from like back in the early 2000s. A guy I named C- A guy named CW created Jiffy Man, and we did several skits surrounded by Jiffy Man. I who remember was Jiffy Man. A Jiffy with legs and Fruit Loop <laughs> eyes and sausage for a nose and some really entertaining things. But like that, those kinds of things. The way we look at it is sloppy joes. Yeah, no, yeah. we don't do sloppy joes. Sloppy joes anymore. We did the sloppy joes skit. Maybe that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, of. yeah, yeah. That must be what I'm thinking of. We try to focus on those types of we things. We used to do sloppy joes because, like, that's a memory builder. So, like, they may people on the outside may look and say, like, why do they care so much about jiffies? Well, we don't. I mean, they're good, but <laughs> they're not life altering. Yeah. But you might have a jiffy through the year and think of your time at camp. Mm-hmm. And so we try to build these memories on on things that maybe aren't as important, but then it drives you down that memory road of what you learned at camp. Mm-hmm. And so we'll do we do some really silly stuff. We do some crazy outlandish games. We have a ton of fun. Our theme nights that we just yeah. have started in the last few years. Um, one of our session directors, Joni, that does Focus Camp, and she's done Focus. It used to be Mad Camp. She's done it for a long time. She always had a theme night as, like, you know, one that she does Olympics the rest of the nights where there's different, like, um, not Olympic activities. But, I mean, <laughs> but, like, there's a Water Olympics one night where it's, like, um, Oops, sorry. Diving. They do a diving contest and oh. cabin um, synchronized swimming mm-hmm. where the whole cabin has to participate. They get in like the shallow end and do like a oh, dance. Or do we had to do that for Amazing Grace Race one year. It's um, it's so yeah. fun. And it's so funny because one, everybody has to be a part. Or everybody doesn't have to be a part, but they get a higher score if everybody in the cabin. Mm-hmm. And like that doesn't mean like some of the boys, like they might just stand in the middle of them surrounding, yeah. you know, going in a circle yeah. or whatever They're it is. participating. Though. Exactly. Yeah. Um, but, and then she has like land Olympics where there'll be like races or there's, um, like a basketball shootout, that kind of thing. But she's always done a theme night. So a few years ago and her theme nights are always successful. We always plan the meal around it, Mm -hmm. the evening activities after, so after dinner, there's evening activities, which is usually like a large group game. It Mm -hmm. might be scavenger hunt. It might be capture the flag. It might be, like I said, like land Olympics. It might be this, um, talent show for the week, whatever it is. And so building off that theme, we saw how successful that that night was that campers, I mean, it really built memories of, mm-hmm. 
like her first circus theme was so funny that like boys cabins the cabin leaders brought like um things that looked like weights like thousand pound weights you know and so they were like the strong men yeah and one of the cabin of girls had like hey they were bearded ladies and they wore like <laughs> fake little wigs on their chins and just different things that those were the things that the kids remembered you know through the year they remember a lot of the messages and they remember things but like those were the the memory builders mm-hmm. we call them so we've started every camp session has a theme night now and we know it ahead of time so the kids can find on the website um like what their session is mm-hmm. and what the theme night's going to be so they can bring a costume if they want or a prop and then we make sure the cabin leaders all have something for everybody to be part of it right but those theme nights are so fun this last summer um senior high's theme was thanksgiving and so what kind of what most people wouldn't hear thanksgiving theme and be like yeah that sounds like a great evening <laughs> of like fun games i'm already but, thinking about what you can right. but we had like thanksgiving dinner you know um she did a black friday sh- like um, scavenger hunt shopping scavenger hunt oh, kind of fun. where they had to go to different things and then we did a thanksgiving parade where each cabin was afloat and that was so fun and it sounds so stupid to like <laughs> okay everybody line up and every cabin's in charge of like a float kind of deal or a balloon thing and we got the staff involved and like it almost seems like the sillier things are and the more we push everybody to like everybody participate like those turn out to be the funniest things mm-hmm. and like the most fun that it's like, wow, like we really just did a Thanksgiving Day Parade. <laughs> did, didn't you guys live stream on Yeah, we live streamed yeah. as like common, we did commentary for it. And then, so then for Challenge Camp, um, a week or two later, they had a Christmas, Christmas theme. And so we did another Christmas parade for them. But it's just things like that, that it's like, it's like a jiffy that's like, really? But if you talk to a camper that was there for the Thanksgiving parade this year, like if you were at a camp conference, you'd be like, oh yeah, we had a Thanksgiving parade this year. And they're like, you had camp in November? Like, no, <laughs> we did a fake Thanksgiving night right. in July. And it wasn't know. sponsored by Macy's. It was sponsored by the camp <laughs> yeah. store. By the camp we store. said that a few times. Like, oh, there we go. The, the camp store day Thanksgiving parade. But <laughs> evenings, evenings are like activity, are large group activities like that. Yeah. And then, like I said, there's always one theme each week. So one theme uh, night each week. And then chap- there's evening chapel. chapel yeah. There's um, campfire most yeah. nights. Some some camps do a night swim depending on how hot it's been that day. And then yeah. we do mm-hmm. campfire around the pool. So there's pool fire. Uh, the kids sit on the side. We don't set the pool on fire. <laughs> we have a we floating do a floating campfire. Fire. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, you know, cabin devotions and that kind of thing. All the skunks. That's when all the skunks and deer come out. Yeah. Not all the time. <laughs> skunks running rampant through the camp. It happened one time. <laughs> we had skunks in the camp. But it was memorable. It yeah. was very memorable. That's right. You know, we just we just see those things as so powerful in young kids' lives. To, to have that much fun, to remember that event. And I, I think if you talk to adults that came to camp 20, 30, 40 years ago, they would have something that they really remembered. And they would have some situation. And it's typically not the chapel message that the pastor spoke about but they remember how their life changed that week. Mm -hmm. And so to be able to drive them through the memory of something fun back to the effect that the Spirit had on their heart and the effect that Jesus had in their life that week, um, I think is paramount to what we do. And there's also, I mean, you know, we hear every single year the stories about, you know, like you, you dug out the, the camp newsletter. You found it as you were moving. And like we hear every year, like, oh, we were moving and I found I found the, the Bible study bullet points from 
10 years ago and it was great how just how much it affected me today that it was like it was like God was speaking to me today and it's something that I wrote down 10 years ago and like don't even recognize my own handwriting but but that's the message that happened 10 years ago and now it has affected me again and things like that and just that kind of memory and life change and and growth and impact is why we do that I mean Mm -hmm. that's why we're doing everything we put a lot of energy and effort just because of who we are. We put a lot of energy and effort into planning those things and like setting the stage and, and making the space for that kind of stuff to happen. Mm-hmm. But it would all be for naught. Like we could play the coolest game ever, but if it didn't have some effect on connect, refresh, grow uh, with Jesus and with others, then it would be purposeless and, yeah. and we don't want to do it. And so we, we kind of set that as the vision of camp that, that every single person that comes to Indian Creek would connect, refresh, and grow with Jesus and with others. Mm-hmm. And I, I joke, like, anything that we do, it at least needs to hit two of the three. I, I mean, I would oh, love for yeah. everything to hit three, but, yeah. like, sometimes basketball doesn't refresh you. Right. <laughs> but it needs <laughs> to hit two of the time. three. Right. And so, like, we, we everything that we do would have that in mind, that, that it would be something that drives our kids to connect with one another, um, not on social media, not with their phones, that mm-hmm. they, have, they have to look people in the eye and talk about the things of God and talk mm-hmm. about the deep things in their life. And that's super powerful, um, that it would connect them with Jesus and that they get to hear about Jesus in a new and fresh way uh, from somebody that's not their pastor, not their parent, not their youth pastor mm-hmm. that they're with all the time, but somebody different. And We've, we're really lucky too. Our, all of our directors are all like lifelong gay people, yeah. you know? That well, except for Jeff, I guess Jeff yep. has just been joined us at Past camp in the years. last like ten years, but he's you know he's completely bought in. He's done every role now um, as you know camper, cabin leader, staff, and director now. So we're really lucky to have people that get the passion of it and they mm-hmm. get that connection. And same with our cabin leaders. I, um, everybody's volunteer, so it's really amazing in this day and age to have people give up a week. And with directors, more than that in the preparation of it, yeah. um, who really get that like okay, Bible study is really important, but so is workshop, so is games. And, like, they mm-hmm. get that, and they're willing to put all that effort in to know that kids all hit on different parts of the day of what's important to them or mm-hmm. what they connect with. And our directors just do such a great job of having all of those areas covered. And really, you know, if that's not their strong suit, they know what cabin leader to put that kid in a cabin with. And mm-hmm. so it's really great that we have people – we just have a great team, mm-hmm. and that's why camp family is so important to us. Just because it really is a family, they all get it. They, you know, they're in on it. They want it to be successful because they are in on the mission and the ministry that camp is. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and it just—it's so effective that way. I mean, it, it it changes lives that way because everybody feels things a little bit different and they understand things a little bit different. And so camp is so different than what our kids are used to at home. Um, it's different worship. It's different mm-hmm. messages. It's different types of things like that. It's different interaction with young adults and older adults and, and all that kind of thing. And so we, we want it to be separate from mm-hmm. the world, to be able to say, like, when you come here, this will be different than what you experience 51 weeks a year. And that is important to us. Mm-hmm. You know, that we, we could, I mean, if there's a donor out there that wants to give us a million dollars to do something great at camp, we could pour 500,000 in a ropes course and never change another life. Yeah. Um, and that thing would be awesome. And we would 
do our best to use it effectively to spread the gospel and use it effectively to disciple, use it effectively to learn leadership and team building and all those things that you can do with a rope course. But we can do those same types of things with, with Gaga Ball. Mm-hmm. We can do those same types of things with prayer workshop. And, and like that's effective for kids today because they may, they may have the opportunity to do grand things. Um, we still have kids every year that have never fished before. And they get to come and fish. Mm-hmm. Now, that's not a huge percentage of kids, but it happens. Kids have never touched a bow before and get to do archery and get to see themselves hit a bullseye. And, like, mm-hmm. the the elation that happens when that kind of thing happens and being able to pour into kids and give them confidence. And, and um, it's all just really, really powerful um, a time of growth for them. And, to you know, I think of our younger kids, like I tried to tell – parents a couple years ago about how camp can help you grow in independence that you're a week away from your family Mm -hmm. and that's a good thing like you know it's it's a good thing for for young kids to have independence and to grow it's a safe environment to do that's exactly right right. Yeah, yeah that we we have you know we do background checks and we know our people and if if we we do you know reference checks and like if we don't feel comfortable with somebody being there then they don't come and and that kind of thing Mm -hmm. We're really careful about all that. We pour into making sure that our people are who they say they are. It's a safe place for your kids to grow Mm -hmm. in that way. And a lot of them, you know, a lot of, especially the little ones, but even like fourth, fifth graders, a lot of them aren't, they don't get to pick what they do in the day. You know what I mean? Like they get to choose a workshop. Mm -hmm. They have free time to go do stuff for a few hours Mm -hmm. that like, it's like you said, it's like a safe place. Like, oh, you want to play kickball? There's the ball, you know, Mm -hmm. it's, it just gives them time and they can be a different person than they maybe have to be a lot of our kids even young ones have a lot of pressure on them through the year mm-hmm. with schoolwork with um sports that they're in that maybe they don't really care about but their parents do right. with um, maybe responsibilities they have at home a lot of siblings and you know sometimes are taking care of younger siblings mm-hmm. and that's a week for them that they get to focus on them even mm-hmm. though you know even though maybe they shouldn't have those responsibilities whatever it is yeah it's a week that is just different for them, that they can just be them. We had a mom in our first few years that her daughters came and her older daughter, she was like, she, she was like, I look at pictures. She was like, and I, I've never seen her like that engaged and like smiling and she's up dancing in front, you know, Mm -hmm. she's like, she is just a totally different person at camp and not like in a bad way where she's trying to like put on a thing. Like Mm -hmm. she just goes and have fun. She's like, she doesn't care about what people are thinking Mm -hmm. about her and that kind of thing. And so it's really good to have that time and like as a parent of a kid I think like oh my gosh sending him to first timers camp which we live there so like I'm not that nervous <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> it's a hundred yards away <laughs> right but still even being like man to send my kids somewhere with people I don't know or I might know some of them whatever mm-hmm. for a night is so terrifying in this day and age right but it's for 24 hours we have safe people we are gonna wear them out so they're they don't miss you that much that night <laughs> um, and you're coming back the next day so it's okay Um, but it's just, it's such an important time, like he said, just to build independence and just for them to be able to, you know, like sit at a table with people that aren't their family that they're sitting with all the time and talk to kids about, you Mm -hmm. know, like kids stuff. Mm -hmm. Maybe spark a question that they haven't thought of before. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's so crazy because I mean, you don't often see families 
or groups of people being able to sit down and have meals anymore, like without phones and without all that. Mm-hmm. We we get that three times three a, day. a day. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And like some of our older sessions, um, senior high's done it for a long time. They put quest- random questions out on the table. Of like if you were an animal, what could you be? Or if you could go, just things like that that seem so silly, but it just sparks, com- you know, conversation. Curiosity, yeah. conversation. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And camp, I feel like is a place teachers do a lot of teachers do a great job of it about like just asking kids about them or Mm -hmm. what they're interested in but camp's a place where that gets to happen for a whole week Mm -hmm. like not just the the spiritual side of it but they get a week and that's why i'm so excited about this year's theme being greater love is like that's what i want for our kids Mm -hmm. i want them to come and i want them to be confused why so many people care so much about them i want them to be like why do these adults, why are they up singing and dancing yeah, like a fool yeah. trying to get me participating? Mm-hmm. You know, they don't know me or like, why, why do they care so much? Mm-hmm. Why are they so invested in this? Like, I want them to be so confused by the love that they see and feel mm-hmm. that they, they might not get throughout the year. Um, it's just something that I think is so unique about camp. Cause like they can go on, you can have weekend retreats with like high school groups or, you know, but it's, like I said, it's the people, you know, it's the people that know you a certain way. So when you come to camp and it's a whole group of different people, mm-hmm. you have that, you have that time to just be you mm-hmm. and to just engage with other people, like wholeheartedly engaged without distractions. Mm-hmm. I try to think of like what, what a cabin leader can do to influence a camper. And, and just like she said to like, I'm so confused by why that person would care so much about me when they met me three days ago. Mm-hmm. And I think of my own camp experience. I actually reconnected with my first cabin leader on Twitter two weeks ago. I was in an IU basketball thread reading about some <laughs> IU basketball stuff, and I saw his name, and I thought, surely – it's a pretty unique last name. And I thought, surely that's him. It's like, gotta that's got to be yeah. him. And I looked at the picture, and I thought, man, that, that looks like him – 10 years, 20 something years, 20 years ago. And so I, I just direct messaged and was like, are you the Josh that, that, uh, cabin led at Indian Creek in the late nineties? And he was like, sure enough, that's me. And I was like, you don't know this. <laughs> yeah. Like, you were my first cabin leader. By the way, I run that. I run that. Yeah. Now. <laughs> I said you were my cabin leader the first Good year. Good job. I've been, a, right? I've been a director there for 10 years. And like, I've been coming from that time. That was the only time I ever saw him. Only time I ever met him. But like, Man, I had to blow him away. There's right, yeah, yeah, there's things that I remember about that week specifically. That's the week I got saved, and I can show you the log around the campfire where I got saved. That's um, the week that I was like, camp is everything I want to be and, and everything I want to do. Like this is what camp. This is me. And there's a few things of like his influence in that. And and I'm I want to type him the message. It's a long story to type. <laughs> it's not a long story to tell. We played a relay game where you had holes in a cup and you had to like fill your cup up in a bucket and run it to the other end and back and then fill up another cup. Well, there's holes all over your cup. So the water's mm-hmm. leaking out. So our team was really fast, but we weren't real concerned about how much water was in the cup at the end. And then he went last and and went ran a little further than the the end line to the pond and dipped pond water and brought it back and filled it up and and we won but then the leader of the game was like oh you guys don't it's not quite there and we passed the cup down the line and everybody spit in the cup and it filled our cup up because <laughs> boys because we're boys because it was fifth grade boys and the leader of the game said if he drinks it, you guys oh. win. Oh. And he drank it. We don't do it. that. Oh. We, we don't do that. We don't and, promote that, by no. the way. But, like, he drank it. And I, I distinctly oh. remember that moment being like, 
this dude would do anything <laughs> to help us win this foolish, stupid game. And, and like, as a fifth grader, that probably didn't have a huge impact on me other than thinking he would do anything to make us feel good mm-hmm. or make us happy and make us win. But, like, as I look back now and as I, like, train our cabin leaders and yeah. teach them how to do things. Drink the spit. Drink their <laughs> spit. Like, that's not what, that's not in our training manual. Metaphor. Yeah. So like, it's like you're hazing for, like, yeah. <laughs> right. But, like. It's really just water. We just, you know. But, but that idea that I would, I would pour myself out. I would make a fool of myself. I would, I would do anything to make this camper feel loved and appreciated and give them confidence and, and show them how much Jesus loves them through anything I can do. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's a bad example. I don't know. I think it's a great example of how he poured himself out for us. Um, and, and so I think of things like that and what our kids are entertaining now and like that our kids can reach out to their cabin leaders on social media right away. And mm-hmm. like they go home and usually our cabin leaders get like 30 requests yeah, Saturday a day when home, like the kids know. are allowed to have their phone back. Yeah. Everybody. And so to, to be able to influence our cabin leaders and our staff to say like you, you're this person year round, you know, that, the, that your social media reflects who you really are and who you are at camp. And, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, you have a, a huge impact. You have a circle of influence now that's really powerful and you're affecting these kids lives, mm-hmm. you know, that you poured yourself out for them while you're here. Now go home and do the same and, and that kind of thing. So there's, there's policies surrounding that we have you know expectations of our cavaliers and staff but like mm-hmm. i just for think safety of, yeah for safety yeah. reasons and and we care a lot about that you know that that our our people show our campers love mm-hmm. and compassion and we hear constantly from our kids our campers that like maybe don't ever hear that at home and and we get we get a good number of kids that are from uh, broken homes are mm-hmm. from foster homes are um, you know have have never heard or felt loved and so unconditional love unconditional love mm-hmm. and to 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 be able or or maybe just don't have a good example of what that is and and have parents that care about them and and provide for their needs and 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 do all those things but maybe don't really feel it and don't understand it mm-hmm. and so to be able to use this summer message to really share with them the love of Christ and how much he loves us and how much he pursues us and runs for us and all those types of things. And then how that challenges us as believers to do the same and to pursue other people and to love them unconditionally and love them passionately and love them in their worst spots and love them in their best spots and all that kind of thing. And so it's a it's a really, I think it's going to be a really powerful message for the summer in every age group and every child's mind. I, I think it's a great year to do yeah. that too, especially with everything going on in the world and the country yeah. right now. Mm-hmm. I think to show, I guess, what that perfect representation of lo- what love is yeah. and then mm-hmm. yeah. just all the different ways that you described in our service yeah. this morning. Mm-hmm. I, I think, yeah, I think it's a great year for that. Mm-hmm. I really am looking forward to this summer. I remember growing up as a kid in church um, who, you know, like, as a Christian kid growing up, you just learn, like, this is what's right, this is what's wrong, these right. are Bible stories, whatever. And so, like, I remember growing up and hearing some of the parables, and, like, one that I really have, like, thought of thought of a lot over the last year or two is, like, the lost sheep, the one lost sheep. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, as a kid growing up, I'm, like, well, that's not fair that you would leave the 99 that are doing the right thing 
to go to the one. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like as a kid, that doesn't make sense, but we're doing the right thing. But then as an adult and learning like grace and mercy and, and what it means to be part of the ones, the rewards you get as a Christian mm-hmm. going, you know, eternity. Um, it's so different. And so like, and also with um, the parable where, you know, these guys work all day. This guy shows up the last hour. Mm-hmm. They get paid the same as a kid. I'm like, that's so not fair. <laughs> right. But as an adult, I can see like I have I have had the benefits of growing in Christ and having Christ in my life my whole life. Why, you know, like why shouldn't they when they've had a life without him? Like that seems it's just so different. And so I'm really excited this summer to like get have the kids have a look at some of those that they mm-hmm. maybe think of as a kid as of like, well, that doesn't seem fair. But being like, but if you know God's love is this great, don't you want it for everyone? Right. You know, like don't yeah. you want it for the ones who don't know it like you do or right. who so there's, there's some really, like, I feel like typical, you know, Bible stories. Flannel graph stories. Right. Yeah, yeah, that, like, That's the exactly kids have... Yeah, exactly. Right yeah. But the kids have heard, but I want I want them to look at differently this mm-hmm. summer. Like, our, I'm talking about, like, our church kids who know all the, all the right. Jesus answers and that kind of mm-hmm. thing. Um, and then, like I said, for our other kids who don't get it or who, who aren't churched or haven't heard the gospel, like, I just want them to be so confused by, like, <laughs> why do these people love me so much? You know, like, we've had kids before that really at other camps would have been sent home. Yeah. They broke some big rules. <laughs> mm-hmm. And not, like, harming other people or whatever, because we obviously have boundaries, but, like, have done things or said things to cabin leaders that, like, other people would have just dismissed them. And, mm-hmm. like, I want to be a place that's, like, let's get to the root of this. Like, let's figure this out. Like, I want you to know that like you could do this 10 more times and we're still going to want you here because this is where you need to be if that's what's going on. You know, I mean, we've had kids before that, that say that they're like, why do you all care so much? You know, like, why aren't you mad that I just did this? And because they've never seen that before. Mm -hmm. They've never had people show them forgiveness and grace and just it's so great to be able to tell them like, this is why we do it because Mm -hmm. we get it from God. You know, like, so I'm I'm really pumped about. I feel like my voice doesn't sound pumped. I'm I'm really no, excited yeah. about this yeah, summer. Yeah. Um, but yeah, camps I'm, like that time of year to make what they've heard and been taught all year make it real. Exactly. Yeah, so make it real. Make it real. Yeah. yeah. And to so, see it. I guess to kind of probably be one of the first instances in their life where they realize that common like that common bond that mm-hmm. Christians have one with another, right. whether they're saved or not, knowing that like. Hey, this person here at camp that doesn't even know me cares just as much about me as my Sunday school teacher says yeah, that they do. Right. Yeah, right. Like, what what's up with this? And, and finding that common denominator there. Right. That yeah. I'm really, I'm just really excited about it. I'm, I feel, I feel like big things. I feel big things are brewing. <laughs> yeah. Um, and like, I've always loved our themes. Like, I we always go into it excited, but mm-hmm. there've just been a few. And this is one I've told him. I'm like, man, I'm just pumped about this summer. It's just mm-hmm. a theme. Yeah. I feel like so many people dependent on the kind of church and like preaching they're used to or Mm -hmm. like oh that pastor just preaches love and and like there's there's a point where like people that have been saved forever like we need to be reminded there are consequences or there are things you know yeah what are we saved from exactly yes but also there's a lot of unchurched people and a lot of kids who just don't get it who they hear it and like they know like god is love Mm -hmm. they know the songs i just want it to i want them to really feel it in a world where like teenagers are worrying about how many likes their picture gets Mm -hmm. like guess what that doesn't matter at all like i don't care at all how many instagram followers you have like none of that matters um this is what's important and this is what we want you to know and feel and go out and do for other people so i'm really 
you know. I think of like my my camp experience in that situation too of like I was a church kid and grew up in church and knew the stories and knew all the answers and and that kind of thing and but I wasn't saved and and I, I know that now looking back I don't think I knew that then but then at camp that first summer that I went as a camper the pastor that week uh, dressed up in different costumes for evening chapel and spoke from the perspective of a Bible character. And so one night he uh, spoke from John the Baptist and, and, and did a, a whole skit, I guess, for lack of a better word, uh, speaking from the character of John the Baptist. And that was really great to hear about, like, preparing the way of the Lord. And, like, mm-hmm. this is, guess who's coming? Guess who's coming? And, like, how energy, how high energy was telling about people. And, um, you know, I... I can I can do this, but the one who's coming I'm not even fit to wear his sandals and stuff like that. And then uh, the the um, one of the nights um, he dressed up as uh, the Roman centurion who who helped crucify Christ. Mm-hmm. And so he talked about I, I vividly remember him talking about it was as if uh, Christ had already been crucified and and had raised again. It was four days later, mm-hmm. and he was like. I realize he is who he says he was and he did save us from our sins and it was my hand that put him on that cross mm-hmm. and it was my sin that he died for and I remember being like oh my gosh like oh man like I've known all these stories for so long but but it is my sin that he died for and and it is my salvation mm-hmm. that he wants and that he like how much he loves me and so it was like this big click moment for me of knowing all those stories and knowing it, but then seeing it in the flesh and, mm-hmm. and hearing it in a different way than I'd ever heard it before in mm-hmm. a new and fresh way that was meant for my age, but but to be so powerful and influential in my life of like having that click moment of saying like, oh my goodness, how much he loves me mm-hmm. and how much he comes after me. And so like that's been our big driving force in a lot of what we do. And I think that's why this message came out this time of year you know we it probably came from um reckless love and uh, Corey asbury that song Mm -hmm. was really popular last year and and that's probably like the genesis of the inspiration but then like for us we talk about it and and i'm preaching on it january to may Mm -hmm. and once i start preparing that message and and casting the vision for the summer I hear it in everything mm-hmm. and I see it in every song and like every song just becomes fresh and new again. And like you, like all these songs that talk about God's love, I probably just sing over that verse mm-hmm. or that chorus or line or whatever. But then all of a sudden, now that we're really passionate about this is what we're talking about this summer, all those come fresh. And so like we hear a song, like I've started a theme playlist and like You're really it, sensitive to it. Yeah. Like every song that comes in and, uh, last summer's theme was um, God with us, and we used all the different names of God to talk about how He's different for each of us. That that we can attach ourselves to God and call Him by name, but those names can be somewhat different because He gives different um, Bible people um, different names for Himself. And so, like to some, He He's a, a lover of my soul, and to others, He's a firm foundation. Mm-hmm. To some, He's a cornerstone, and some, He's a, a rock. Father, and, yeah. Yeah, and a father and like all these different things. And like we started preparing that message and being inspired by that and starting to cast the vision. And it was like everything we heard was a different name of God and hearing about all these names and just kept hitting us and hitting us and hitting. So to, to, to be able to cast that back to our camp pastors and our, 
session directors and cabin leaders and, and talk about how powerful this can be for our kids is, is something that we work hard at to make sure that vision for the message is spread really well uh, among our age groups. And we try to pick things that can be spoken about at every age group, uh, mm -hmm. you know, and, and something that you can go really deep with the older kids and you can, you can stay up a little closer to the surface with the younger kids and that kind of thing. So this one is, uh, I'm with her. I think this is going to be a really powerful message for a lot of people. And it'll be something that, um, you know, the Bible tells us that now is the day of salvation. Mm -hmm. And so there's going to be kids this summer who have never heard the gospel of Jesus. And they come to camp this summer and they hear how much he loves them. And they're going to hear it and hear it and hear it and see it in every Feel song it. and read it in every Bible study lesson. And they're going to see about his love and it's going to rock their world mm -hmm. because of how much he loves them. And, and there's other kids who have known that love and felt that love and they're going to be burdened and challenged to go out and love others. Mm -hmm. How can I share that love with everyone else around me? And so we try to do every theme is a challenge to you internally and a challenge to you externally, um, that, that it would be something that affects you and something that you can then turn and share with other people. So it's, um, this is a, a real easy one <laughs> as far as that goes, like how much he loves you, how much you love other people, love God and love others, Matthew 22. So. But I think also in today's world where there's so many different groups divided, so public, yeah, right. so much public division of groups mm -hmm. of whatever it is of so much like hate and just division that like, there's so many people and not like generation, like, like, Oh, that generations that like, there's just so many people who don't see people as God's creation mm -hmm. because they just hate whatever it is that they, that that person stands for or says or whatever it is. Yeah. They're looking for division somewhere. Right. Exactly. Right. Right. And so like, it's so different. It just changes you when you can look at that person and think like, I'm praying for that person because with Jesus, they wouldn't be like that, mm -hmm. you know? And, and to be able to think about how different the world would be with more people being able to look at other people and think God made them and he loves them the same as he loves me. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean he loves what they're doing. It doesn't mean whatever. Yeah. But to have the thought of it like... It doesn't mean like acceptance as like, oh, I'm embracing what you're doing. Exactly. That's right. yeah. But to know like, man, like I look at things and things happening and I think how awful must that person's life be to have that much hate in their life right. to be filled yeah. with that? Like, I just can't even imagine the burden, just the weight that that is yeah. that if, if there was more people seeing people through God's eyes, it would just be so different. Even though people are different to understand like, man, and just to pray for those different groups of people, you know what I mean? Like, and a lot of our kids just don't see that. A lot of our kids don't see that because they're from areas that everybody is like them. You know what I mean? Um, so just to know that it's different and it's okay to disagree with something, but to love that person and to know mm -hmm. that God loves them. Yeah. I just think it's a really important time to, for more of that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think so too. So what are some of your, so that kind of like capped, like what a year looks yeah, like and yeah. what the summer's goals are. So what are your long-term goals? Like I, I know as you were talking about, uh, they're like, the end of last year, like yeah. the start of your, I guess, planning new for the year. <laughs> yeah. Right. yeah, your guys' right. new year. Fake You're new already year. thinking of new ideas to be able to, yeah. to use your facilities and like your resources and stuff like that. So, what are some, I guess, long-term goals or sure. some short-term goals that you guys have? Yeah, we're working on a a, a big master vision. Um, if, if you ask either one of us, um, we we have you know phase 
two, three, four, five, and six worked out kind of in our heads of what we would like to do next. Um, but to really put that on paper and, and cast that vision for our, our camp families and, and people that are coming to camp and are supporting churches. Um, the big thing that's coming next, we've got one spring project that's a, we consider it a small project of like refabbing the uh, volleyball court, basketball court area, and kind of making that nice and new, new gravel, new landscaping, things like that. But then beyond that, the, the next thing is phase two uh, of our master vision. We built a kitchen and restroom facility a few years ago, and right now we eat in a different facility. Our kitchen is, is standalone, and we transport, as a staff, we transport the food about 200 yards. And we eat in a, a big... Um, Which is really not fun. It's really, Imagine it's making fun. dinner and then taking your plate and walking around your house four times, <laughs> and then like sitting down and being like, oh, that was... And you forgot a spoon, but you got to walk oh, back yeah, I gotta those go four back, times. Yeah. Yeah. Also really risky if you're cooking for that many it's people. Exactly like, right. you spill it. That's it's, oh, yeah. <laughs> Thankfully, in three years... <laughs> In three years, we've spilt food twice. Once was hot dogs after the meal, and oh. the camp dogs ate it. Um, the other time hey, win, was win. that's right. Yeah. The other time was a one serving of barbecue, and we had more than enough to, to cover the rest. Still of really it upsetting. never <laughs> fails. Yeah, right. It never fails that everybody's in line. We're ready to go through, and like, oh, we didn't bring down spoons to serve with. Like, no. oh, somebody run back up. Oh, to we them. need ketchup for this meal. Oh, like it's just so. But so so right now we do that and. Um, we're good at it, but it's a burden. And so mm-hmm. we're... Um, we want we, a building that is attached to the kitchen, <laughs> right? Um, like so we're, the, the plan is for phase two. But it's without a, big, a crack in the wall. Yeah. It's a big dining hall um, that goes on the front of the kitchen. It'll be a multi-purpose facility, air-conditioned. It'll be a great place for us for large retreat groups. We can host worship in there. Weddings. Wedding receptions. Season. Everything. I mean, it, it won't be a gym where I don't think we're going to put basketball or volleyball in it, yeah. but it'll mm-hmm. be... You know, people call it a gym, a cafetorium. You oh, know, that, that you can yeah. have all those things can happen in that building. We'll serve turducken in the gym. <laughs> <laughs> as many multi-syllable words as can happen. Um, so the plan is to build that. Um, there's some fundraising that has to happen. That fundraising will get approved from our state office, hopefully the next month or so, and we'll start that fundraising process this summer. Oh, cool. I've told the the builders and people as we start to get bids on this, like. You know, there could be a donor out there that has been waiting for this project, and we could have this gift in one day. Like mm-hmm. I could put, it, I could promote it. We are and, praying for that. That's right, and <laughs> be great. Uh, yes. We could have that gift in one day, or it could take two years, and we just don't know how that works. Um, you know, it all depends on our churches. When we when we built Phase One in 2016, uh, we raised. We had a, a lump sum of money that we started with. Um, that was a savings account that we had had at, at camp for a long time, and, uh, and we, we had st- a matching donor. We had a matching donor give a sixty-two thousand dollar matching gift for the oh, sixty-two wow. years we'd been in camp. Yeah, mm-hmm. and so we matched it in three months, I think, and then um, that was three hundred thousand of the almost four hundred thousand dollar bill for phase one and then we raised the other like 85 90,000 over the next few months so in about a seven or eight month time span we raised the money for that facility again once we say phase two is going to cost this much we could have one donor do that Mm -hmm. Um, i know those people are there and i know there's people that are passionate about camp and ready to do something there's people we know (laughs) (laughs) we are confident if you're listening listening, be ready um but then it, the address it, is right? <laughs> you can give online at our safe online giving portal. I'll get that at the end. Um, Absolutely. But then 
Um, so that's phase two. And then we look, we start to look at other projects. Okay, then what's next? Um, you know, I, I, I hate to say it this way for our donors, but like we could do, we could redo the whole camp mm-hmm. in the next 10 years. And that's starting to get more necessary and starting to change the business of camping ministry. And what we, we don't to do. want to. No. I mean, like there are people who, like I am a very sentimental person. So when we tore right. down our dining hall, I'm like, man. Very nostalgic towards it. Yeah, that, like sure. I painted my block in there. Yeah. I had... 20 years of camp meals in there Mm -hmm. we you know like all those things we had campfire in there when it was raining outside whatever it was so like i hate that things are changing but for things to grow 60 year old things have to change buildings have to be for the next 60 years exactly and so like it's hard it's hard for me as for like the business part of camp Mm -hmm. to think about it like that of like well we need to tear that building down because we need a we need a building that costs less to upkeep. We need yeah. whatever it is. And so I want people to make sure we know, like our spirit is not to just like, let's get rid of that one and tear down right. that one. Like yeah. we Some hate that. Some days it is. Yeah. <laughs> for him as he's plumbing it for the 19th time, you know. Just um, start over. Exactly. <laughs> That's right. Bulldoze um, the whole thing. Right. <laughs> so like that is not our motivation, but like growth is just our motivation. That's right. Yeah. We want to see success in the ministry and be able to continue to serve our people well. And some of that needs to happen in our facilities. And, and the, the, one of the best ways to get people to come back, besides the connection that, that people get with Jesus and with others, is good, nice, clean, new facilities. Mm-hmm. And so there's some of that that just has to happen. We're doing the best we can with what we have. Um, but if we can, we'd like to do new things. And so um, I think in our mind, phase three, we start to look at shower houses. Um, that's kind of the next thing on the ticket. Phase four is is probably our admin building, the director's cabin nurses station. There's mm-hmm. there's, I would love to change that building, um, to to bulldoze it and <laughs> um, build that's, a, that's cry, what Jordan means by yeah, change. While that's I right. sit on a swing, just sobbing, <laughs> thinking of I all the time. I feel that too. I sold so many Reese's cups from that store. <laughs> but I want to I want to honor the history of what's there, um, and progress to the future and take mm-hmm. the next step. And so I look at it as something of of how do we honor honor the history here, honor the nostalgia here, honor the, the connection that people have with that building and the smell. Like I know what, I know what the old dining hall smelled like and it's not a bad smell. That's not no. what I'm saying, but like <laughs> yeah. it had its own flavor and yeah. like mm-hmm. you can just go in and that's, but I know that this new dining hall, that there'll be kids that'll say like, Oh, I remember the dining hall and what it smelled like. Mm-hmm. And I remember this and that. And so I want to be able to honor the history that's there and progress into the future. Also just not building wise. Our goals, really, we were talking the other night, like, it's been really hard the last five or six years, I would say, to have cabin leaders, to have the right number, or to have them that are um, new people coming in that really get it and Mm -hmm. are really good. I mean, we have, that happens. But it's harder and harder these days to ask people to give up a week of, like, vacation time that Mm -hmm. they would take for work or whatever it is. And we get a lot of teachers, and that's super helpful. One, because they get working with kids, and two, they have the summer off. Mm -hmm. But... I am praying for an abundance of ca- uh, an abundance of cabin leaders that are like so good <laughs> um, on top of the ones that we already have that are amazing. But I want those because I want an abundance of campers, yeah. not so we can like make more money because we don't really make that much no, money from we campers. We don't make any money. Right. <laughs> um, but just because I want camp to be thriving, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, 
I mean, not for success for us, because it would be a lot easier if there were only like 10 kids there each week. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but because um, the more kids are, the more they're probably going to like sprain their ankle or whatever it is. But like, just, the more lives you have the chance to affect. Exactly. That's right. That's exactly. Right. I just want to see it thriving. You know, yeah. I want it to be. I want kids to look back and think of this as like the glory days of camp of like right. when they just really connected and really were growing and, and making connections with God and with others. And I just, I'm praying for an abundance. At first I would like the abundance of cabin leaders. And then I would like to be blessed with the abundance of campers right. yeah. rather than be like, Oh no, we have 400 kids. This <laughs> We've gone up 500% from last season to this season. Um, and we only got 10 more kids. Yeah. And we only got 10 more cabin leaders. Um, so I'm just praying for an abundance and growth, um, just to see camp thriving and to like, hopefully look back five years from now, 10 years from now and be like, Oh wow. We only saw 600 kids that summer. We're at a thousand now, you know? Um, yeah. as, as much as that also like gives me anxiety to think about <laughs> like that many right now, I just want us to be at a place that we really can be doing the most we can yeah. in that season. And, mm-hmm. um, it would be great to have off season, an off season place for, for extra revenue to right. run the summer. Um, you know, like we said, it's, it's been really fun the last three or four years. We've had a few camp staff or camp kid weddings the last few years in the off season. And we've had a few weddings at camp of Mm -hmm. our former staff kids. And so it'll be cool when we have the new building to be able to do that there for, do everything there for them. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm just, I'm praying for growth. He's praying for million dollar donors and <laughs> i went to a, a and i'm praying that they also know 50 good cabin leaders right. <laughs> we, can add, we can add three cabin leaders to each session and can right. pay those cabin leaders exactly. to take their vacation that's right. yes yeah, that's right. yeah there's and and every camp does it different um there are camps who pay their cabin leaders to be there the whole summer um the issue that we have with that is like if you pay somebody to be there the whole summer then they're cabin leading every week and are the kids at the end of the summer getting the same energy right. and effectiveness at the yeah. beginning and of some the people, summer some people that are great with little kids aren't good with high school and some yeah. people that are good with high school and nobody's good with middle school <laughs> I'm just so, kidding so that like but works for everybody's us. got their kind of you know group that they're really right. good with yeah. um, and that works out really well to have people that actually want to be there that week mm-hmm. and you know want to be serving that week there's, right. There is just a, a portion of it that comes down to finances mm-hmm. and being able to pay for these things takes money. And I heard a pastor joking one time, like he was fundraising for a building campaign or something. And he said, you know, hey, I got good news and bad news. Good news is we have all the money we need for our building project. And everybody cheered. He said, bad news is it's still in your pocket. So here comes the <laughs> offering plate. Like that's exactly what this is. I mean, you know, that, that we look at these buildings and – we, I, I bid things out. I argue with people about price. I say, hey, we're a camp. What can you donate? Like, mm-hmm. I, I will haggle. I, I've got a couple vendors that know me well enough to know, like, they give me a high price at the beginning because <laughs> they know I'm going to talk them down. <laughs> right. Yeah, I get that starting price. Yeah, right. we, like, we, we do T-shirts every summer. We use the same vendor for that. And I was like, a few years ago, I was like, you know, we've, we've bought – 20,000 t-shirts from you all in the last couple of years like do you have like a loyalty discount right. like, yeah. I know we're buying 800 shirts a year surely we should get like some bracelets free yeah. or like, I'm, I'm thinking we could probably do those discount. shirts at $4 a piece and they were like yeah you know what we probably can and I was yeah. like all that took was an ask right. like man yeah. I, could, I should have yeah. asked that five years ago <laughs> and so like my my mind works that way and I, I'm I'm a marketer I'm a fundraiser like that's I enjoy that aspect mm-hmm. of the, of what we do um, 
but I, I think the people that know me well know it's all about making sure that we provide the best camp experience for people mm-hmm. yeah. and that we, we run the ministry well and we serve people well. Um, we could never make money as a camp. And, and my, my boss doesn't want to hear this. Our finance committee doesn't want to hear this. But, like, we could be in the red every year and serve the Lord really well. We don't try to do that. I don't try to <laughs> yeah. do that. But, but like, when things are 60 years old, they break. And then yeah. right. it's not all about the bottom dollar. Money. That's exactly, exactly. Yeah, and, and it is important, and I do focus on that, and I work I and we work try to, to be make really that. efficient, yeah. yeah. Because this is a mission. I mean, exactly. That's right. Um, I work to make those things happen. But at the end of the day, I'd much rather serve the Lord and, and glorify Him mm-hmm. than, than make 10 cents in the black. So yep. I, I think it's, it's important. Now, as a ministry, we can serve ourselves well, you know, that if we had income above and beyond expenses, um, the things that we could do with that, uh, I think are, are, would be impressive to people. And, and so I, I look at things like that, too. I went to a, a pastor's conference a few years ago, and they had a fundraising seminar. And he said, okay, I want you to dream for a few minutes. And let's say a donor comes to you, and they have a million dollars. I want you to take, take the next 10 minutes and think about what you would do with that. And I took about 30 seconds, and I wrote down <laughs> the whole page of paper and just had all these dreams Step and visions. Step one, ask them if they have other million Because <laughs> yeah, right. I already spit this one. Yeah. <laughs> and he, he said, Can okay, after, more, after the 10 minutes, he was like, all right, what did you learn from that? And I said, well, I'm the only one that's, that's a, a camp here. Everybody else was a church pastor. And I said, I learned that I could spend a million dollars in three days. And he was like, what do you mean? And I was like, well... I could spend all of that in three days. There's there's maybe three days worth of work for me to, to be able to say, here's all the things new that I would just go and order right now. <laughs> and so it was like, he was like, wow, that's, I never thought about that. Like I can't be in all those things. And I was like, no, that's, I mean, it would be a huge influx, but, but there are things in the works and things in the vision that would happen right away. And, and, we are ready for those big donors. We are ready. <laughs> we have the, the field, plans. The field has been yeah. prepared for that harvest. You got the area for it? Yeah. No, yeah. what I love about you too is it's you're thinking about this and you're just thinking about what all you could pour like what yeah. all you could do to the camp. It's not like, you know, I would get a new house and yeah. I'd get a new truck <laughs> and right. yeah, I'd send the boys to the most expensive school. No, it's it's yeah. like what could I pour into the camp so I can get yeah. more kids in there yeah. so I can help more kids and make more memories. It, yeah. I think there's there's some of that that you know, I do get paid to do what we do, um, and we we live there at camp, and and that's part of the salary package and those I types don't. of things. I'm just <laughs> <laughs> but but like, that's kind of separate from the camp business and and that kind of thing. And so it's it's nice to, um, there are days some more than others that we feel like missionaries, and um, it is a mission field that we work on. Mm-hmm. And so it's it's. Um, it's something really special to be where we are, when we are, and be able to do what we do. Uh, we love our job and our life. There are days where it's hard. Mm-hmm. And there are days that we could look at each other and think, There like, are seasons. There are is. seasons. <laughs> there have been seasons where we thought, do we really want to keep doing this? And um, how our family would change and how our lives would change if we were doing anything else. Because but, it really is our whole life. Yeah. Besides our kids, I mean, it's all camps all we do. And mm-hmm. but then there's there's I think we kind of come back to like this is what we are called to do. Um, I can say for me 
um, a clear calling. I was I was hired onto summer staff at 16 years old. Uh, the second week of camp, I told my boss, Paul, at the time, I'm going to take your job one day. And he <laughs> laughed at me. And then he came back a few days later, and he was like, you know, I've been praying about that. I kind of thought about it the other night, and I've been praying about it. He said, I think you're right. I think that that is something that God has for you. And he spent the next eight summers, like, investing in me and pouring into me. And, like, he taught me how to plumb toilets and taught me how to plumb showers and taught me how to fix septic lines and taught me how to run the tractor and how to change the mower blades and like all this little stuff and really invested in me in that way and and then uh he he uh stepped down they retired into a pastor position and a man named brian myers and his family took over and they were there for two years and two seasons two seasons two summer summer seasons 18 months basically and he did the same thing and it was like he they <clears throat> they got in touch with me and said, "Hey, we'd like to have you on staff." And that was my first year on staff. Yeah, and and what year was this? Uh, Two thousand nine. Nine, yeah. That was my first summer on staff. Yeah, and and so it was like I had been cabin leading for like three or four different. That's the thing, as it's kind of like as he was being prepared to run the to like for to learn everything on the ground to learn all that weird stuff. I had been cabin leading like three or four different age groups yeah. just as much and like coming up a week and volunteering a week in the middle and my friends were always like, Why don't you just work there? Why don't you and I'm like, I don't know. I just don't I'm not ready to like it's the place I wanna be, but I don't know. And then I was on staff that summer and I was like, Yep. Yeah. <laughs> this, this it. So it was like Brian Brian his skill set was a little different than Paul's in that Brian was really great in the office and, and really skilled with the kind of the behind the scenes financial management and that kind of thing. He was a good cook and he ran the kitchen for two seasons and, and led camp from the kitchen. And he purposely and, and vocally relied on me to handle the like maintenance of the camp. And it was something I'd been trained to do, but then to have all that pressure that like everything's on you. And, and so he would be like, what are you doing today? Instead of here's your schedule for the day. He's like, what are you doing today? And, and then, you know, I, I mean, I was still young. I was still just barely in my 20s and would say, like, hey, I don't know how to do this and who do we bring in to get this done and that kind of thing. But he was really good about investing in me in that way, too. And then he came. He would always tell us, like, you guys should just get married. Why don't you just get married? We were just we were just really close friends. Which I always had a call for ministry, too. I remember at the National American Baptist Youth Conference out in, like, Estes Park, there was a call one night of like, if you feel like you're being called into ministry, you know, like come up, let's pray at the altar. And like, I went up, like I, I felt that for years, mm-hmm. but it never made sense for me. And like, I had a, um, a Sunday school teacher in my church that was like, he had told me for a long time and his wife had, had been my teacher. And they were like, you know, I really feel like you're called into ministry. I can see you leading a church. I can mm-hmm. see you that kind of thing. And I'm like, no, I just don't like, that doesn't feel like the right fit. That doesn't, you know. And so then like for a couple of years, I, after I started cabin leading a lot, like we joked about like, well, when we run camp, but yeah. we were both going to school to be spoke. teachers <laughs> and thought like in 20 years when we happen, you know, when we run camp, that kind of thing. And then Brian. So Brian stepped down in the middle of the summer or not in the middle of the summer, but he told us as a staff, he said at the, end of, the, end, of the, at the summer. end of this summer, um, we're going to resign from the position and, and move back to our jobs and homes and family and that kind of thing. And, he like told us as we were praying for lunch, told us as a staff and we prayed for lunch and then I sat down and he came over and he said, get your resume together. And I was like, man, I'm 23. Like I, I've got a year left of school. I'm single. And he was like, well, you're going to marry Mindy. And I was like, 
<laughs> we're just friends. Like, we don't know that yet. And, and I was like, there's no way they'll hire me. And he said, man, this is, this is what you're supposed to do. And so, uh, he helped me, like I put my resume together and he helped me with the application process and things like that. And this whole time, you know, we're talking and still joking about like, when we run camp and all this kind of stuff. And I was like, I'm not going to get hired. Like I'm going to teach for 15, 20 years and then I'll retire from teaching and be the camp director when the position's open again or whatever. And the committee that was in charge of hiring is, is like probably the 10 or 12 people who were most influential at camp at the time and people who were like my friends and, and they're all older and than watched us. A, and watched us him, him on staff and me yeah. like cabin leading with him like watched us grow up at camp yeah. you know so like the interview was super awkward because it was like people <laughs> that i loved and cared about that we were so close as friends interviewing me and challenging me for this job asking you hard questions yeah exactly. yeah. yeah but and, also knew that like he knew the answer to all you know yeah. right yeah. and then like it came down to to myself and a couple and they they joked about at the end of the interview like um the other couple had not been to this camp they had served at another camp and they were like uh, so we gave them a tour you don't really need a tour and I was like no I've got my keys I can let myself into a building like I need to go take care of something real quick anyway I left some stuff in the staff house and it was kind of a joke and then and then like they called a few hours later and offered me the position and I took the position that would have been November 7th or 8th we had or something a need like to breathe that. concert yeah, we that night to... we were going to <laughs> um, we celebrated celebrated so like I got hired um, my start date was January one, but I still had to finish January through May of school, and I was student teaching. He was going to student teach in the spring, and so I and started I was student teaching already. Like we had that concert that night, and 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 like celebrated, like oh my gosh, I got this like grown up job. Like what <laughs> yeah. am I going to do? And then we like we were talking a lot anyway, and and it was kind of like, hey, I really need your help. Like, I can't do this. And I've got student teaching. I was coaching a basketball team. I was doing all this stuff, trying to go home on weekends and get the camp ready. I remember I let the grass go, and I had to call a guy to come in with a big, like, bush hog to bush hog the grass because I couldn't, I couldn't mow it. I didn't have time to mow it. And so she was coming up. She graduated early and was coming up all the time. And we – I was student teaching, and I'd, like, leave school on Friday and, like, go home and get my bag and come up and do whatever, you know – and stay at a friend's house in Bedford or stay at my parents' house. Mm-hmm. And then I would come and, and stay at camp and all that kind of stuff. And, and it was just one of those things of like, we kept getting closer and closer and people still would joke like, Oh, when are you guys going to get married? And we're like, no, we're just friends. We're just friends. And there was one, I, it was super, it was like Super Bowl Sunday that I can I had come up to like help clean and I left and I like my friends will tell you, like, I always said, like, I just feel like I'm supposed to be there, but there's not really like a role for me, you know, yes. like, I don't know. Like, I feel like I'm supposed to be there more than just like on staff or cabin leading. And I remember I left and I, and I like started crying in the car and I came back and I was like, I just feel like I'm supposed to be here, but I don't know what the deal is. You know, like, I don't know, like we're not anything like we weren't. And it was just bizarre. And cause I just felt that like, but it didn't make sense, you know. Mm-hmm. Why didn't I put in for the job? Is that yeah. what <laughs> I was kind of. I could have got the, the job over like, you. Like, yeah. I was kind of part of the deal because yeah. he didn't have anybody else that was just really willing to be like, "All right, I'll cook for the summer." You know, yeah. like yeah. <laughs> here I am. So, so one of the people on that committee who's been a, a great mentor for us, um, uh, one of our camp pastors, Seth, and he was engaged and going to get married, and 
invited us to the wedding together. Not me. Kind of, kind of, yeah, he in, invited you and a plus one, and then we later found out their motivation was hoping he would bring me. Yeah, but it said, I think <laughs> it said Mindy one. on it. Ulterior motive. Yeah. Right? yeah. <laughs> and uh, there was just a, a time of like clo- closeness that <laughs> came with that, and and I don't know. She will tell you that like it kind of hit her a little bit before it hit me. So we sat down May May first May first in 2010 and sat down on a swing together. And we had kind of the week before she had come back crying and like we need to talk about this. Trying like, to figure out like what what are we and and how does this work and all that kind of stuff. Because it was weird to talk about dating because we'd been best friends who like pretty much like it's we'd gone to a ton of movies together we went to concerts but it was just as friends so it's like it's Mm -hmm. weird to date when we've kind of dated for three years as friends yeah like that's weird we know each other it's like yeah yeah Yeah. right right and so um we sat down on a swing together and it was kind of like our swing we call it our swing (laughs) yeah Uh, it's it's the camp swing but it's it's everyone knows it's yours that's right (laughs) so we sat down and it was kind of like let's let's seriously talk about this and what god has for us and our lives and it wasn't clinical like that um my god probably was your your pad of paper all right so let's look at the calendar and think about what we so this makes sense but like i needed to decide like am i looking for teaching jobs in evansville next year or like am i going to try to move up here and help you with camp year round but like i i have to have an income you know like how does this work but also like we've we've joked about getting married for so long like let's let's figure this out yeah like <laughs> so like that wedding we we the the wedding we kind of talk about like something caught our eye and like caught my eye i was like wait a minute i kind of like <laughs> you maybe I, wait, wait, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> maybe I should stop talking to her about other girls yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then the other time was we were cleaning out the camp office um which had seen three directors and all kinds of stuff and there's papers from like literally receipts from 1981 and stuff like that so we're just cleaning stuff out and throwing it away and just joking with each other with with two of our other like camp friends like camp staff friends were there helping us and then i remember looking at her and she was like why are you looking at me like that and i was like i just uh, kept saying stop it and he was like uh and i was like quit and our our friends that were with us she was like it was so weird like because they had been around us a lot but it was never you know we were always just friends and they were like, that was weird. It was it was different. Like, you, it was just, it was like, oh, man. It just, like, a, a flip switched. And, and so we sat down on the swing May 1st, and we talked for, what, two hours? We got verbally engaged. We got verbally engaged. We talked for two hours. We always joke that we sat down as friends and got up engaged. And I didn't have a ring, but I didn't have the ring till later in the summer. Um, but we, we sat down and, and talked about all that and, and where we were at emotionally and, and – everything and it was like man this is this is everything god's called us to be and uh, called us to be together and called us to be here and called us to do these things together and so uh we actually picked our wedding date at that time we weren't engaged we <laughs> hadn't dated for maybe an hour i guess you could call yeah. that our first date like we, we went to on, dinner that night there did. were other people but um it's a, dinner it's at your wedding date yeah. so but like just picked our wedding date and we're like we're gonna get married at the end of the summer like we should i guess let's do the summer first because it starts in four weeks (laughs) so we spent the first summer uh, like 
doing everything at camp. I don't recommend that. If anyone listening is planning on going into camping, (laughs) I don't recommend your first summer being also engaged in planning a wedding. Um, (laughs) It's not efficient. We did not. That was just getting you prepared for how busy. Exactly. Exactly. It is not enjoyable. I would say. And and like. Life is hard, and marriage is hard, and marriage is hard when you serve in ministry together, and and all those kinds of things. But just to continually look back and see how God placed us, where we were, when we were, why we were, you know, like our friendship built over three or four years of cabin leading together. I mean, we've known each other since middle school as campers, but he was that like cocky Bedford kid (laughs) (laughs) that like a lot of the girls had crushes on, and I'm like, oh, that kid's so annoying. But then we were like, we were probably pretty close to best friends. Yeah. Uh, and through college. Through college. And spent time together throughout the year and talked throughout the year and all that kind of stuff and really formed our relationship through all that. And so it, it was, it was a really natural. And we, of course, we called all the different people that like had said, you guys need to just get married. Just Brian, get we married. called Brian and he was, and we always joke, Brian like gets excited about being serious because he's a serious guy. And he was like, yeah. Okay. Well, uh, yeah. Like you're not telling you me anything when, I didn't know. Yeah, I told <laughs> right. you. Yeah. So it's it just, um, and her her family knew about like me and us and that kind of thing, but I don't. I didn't talk to my family at all. So like I had to tell. Like my literally, family. my family was like, yeah. Like my dad was like, I've been asking you for three years if you're dating. You know, like <laughs> of course you're getting married in five months. <laughs> but like my family, I had to like. Okay, so so there's this girl Mindy. At there's camp. this girl yeah. Mindy that I've you talked about. You know the about. one that stayed at the house a few times. <laughs> We're gonna get married. Yeah, because I would leave camp at like midnight, like clean up after a retreat, do dishes, whatever, like hang out with his friend Rusty. They'd play video games, and I'd go out to his mom's house, sleep there, wake up, come out to camp, help do breakfast for you know, you know that girl that's been staying at the house. Like, <laughs> she just sleeps at your house. She's my fiance. <laughs> <laughs> I don't got a ring yet, but. Uh, so um, I, I think that when, like, our kids and, and starting to have children and just the way God has planned our family and, and um, who we are and everything about us, I think, is, is set for this. I mean, people ask us, like, how long do you think you're going to do this? <laughs> like, till we're not. Because some people don't get it. Some yeah. people think about it as, like, our job, you yeah, know. Right. And, like, and it very much is a job, but it's just, like, I can't imagine – I can't imagine us somewhere else unless it was another camp, but I can't imagine feeling about another camp how we yeah. feel. Yeah, about you're so weird. invested in exactly. it. so weird. Yeah, it's, it's just bizarre. Not that, I mean, my dream is to, like, retire and live close to the camp. Right. <laughs> so you can but, still do stuff at camp. Exactly. camp grandma. Yeah, and, like, <laughs> I can come enjoy it but not have to, like, remember to buy prune juice for special persons. Like, yes. somebody else can do that now. And just kind of, you know, just sit and watch it grow. You know, watch the 400 kids a week. Right? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> we got a, we got a lot of cabins to build. The 400, 400 kids a week. But yeah, but I think that just where God has us and has has fashioned us to do what we do, and I can't imagine what life would be, um, how different of a person I would be if it weren't for the investment of camp and. Uh, the, the, the life change that happened in my own life there, but then also just the relationships built there and all that kind of stuff and, like, um, how different a person I would be uh, without it. And um, I know it is exactly 
what God has made me to do. Mm-hmm. And there's, I still have a learning to do. I still have, like, I need to learn how to be a better husband at camp. I need to learn how to be a better dad at camp. I need to learn how to be um, a better camp director and a better financial manager and better, like, I need to get better at all these things. And I got the next 40 some years to do it, I hope, <laughs> I guess. Uh, and <laughs> maybe not 40. That'll put we'll us, be 70. Yeah, someday. we'll be 70. Yeah. I'll probably retire before that. Um, but like, we'll live in the craft. No, shack. see, we'll <laughs> hire a bunch of people and I'll just be the executive director. That yeah, there you go. All, yeah, that's, that's what it'll be. We'll just be the we'll decision grow. maker. That's yeah. right. We'll grow so much that we're able to do that. But I think we're that, just raising our kids to be the next staff. So we don't right. have to hire as many. I mean, that's yeah, kind of what yeah, we're all yeah. expecting. Free labor. So that's right. uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Bennett already does it. He gets mad when people don't do things like they should. <laughs> He'll say, they just throw their trash on the ground. This like, is my yard. Like, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, what in the world? And then Bo's looking out and just mad that people are playing on the place. You know what oh, I mean? My like, swing. Oh, my swing. They're sitting on my swing. There's but, so many of them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where did all these people come from? Yep. I always joke that like like the second to last week of camp, I'm like that grumpy old man on the neighborhood that's like, Why are there so many kids in my yard? Like <laughs> I love it, but and there was a cute there was a couple summers ago where it just worked out schedule wise that like every two weeks there was like a two day break. That was more than just like the twenty four hours. And that summer went so smooth. Yeah. Rather than just like it's not that I want camp to end and I'm mad that, but it like you you just get so tired. Yeah, <laughs> Weren't you here last week? Yeah, <laughs> aren't you the same one? Didn't we just have this same talk with you know, yeah. with this boy about whatever it is? But it's it's just it camp comes and goes and it feels while it's going. It feels like while it's going, it lasts forever and then it's August and I'm like, wow, that was like that was felt like it was like two weeks right. instead of ten. So we just can do that for the next. 30 <laughs> 30-ish. Do you feel like the uh like the like the what do they call it? The balanced school schedule or like the year-round school schedule has yeah. that affected camp at all? Yes. Yes, it has, has it? a little bit. I mean, uh, when we were in school, it was like almost Labor Day to Memorial Day mm-hmm. was yeah. was school year. And so there I mean, that's that's an extra like 4 or 5 weeks yeah. compared yeah. to yeah. what we have now of summertime. Mm-hmm. And so the the, the schedule bigger was problem broader. we have is the beginning of the summer that's now. That's right. Because they're starting or the they're end of the July. ending. Yeah. yeah. Well, in the beginning part, if they've had snow makeup days, then like we, our camp staff is in First school up until like the day before camp starts, yeah, you Bedford, know. Yeah. Bedford's school schedule ends uh, three days before camp starts. And so like mm. they're going right up until Memorial Day weekend and then they, they're going to get a few days off and then come back to school for the last few days. And so like that hurts us on staff training, that mm-hmm. hurts us on... Uh, getting cabin leaders that first week mm-hmm. and, and all that kind of stuff. And then the end of the summer, uh, we serve a group from Indianapolis that they, it's the Edna Martin Christian Center. They bring a, a group down the last week of the summer. And a lot of those kids, they go back home um, on Thursday and they have school on Friday. Mm-hmm. And so it's like, if there's, if that's not the week they come, we don't have room for them. Mm-hmm. And there's, there's been a lot of groups uh, in the past couple of years, typically our Burmese churches out of Indianapolis area, um, and a couple of our Hispanic churches are asking for a week in June or July. And I just have to say, I don't have it mm-hmm. and, um, because those weeks are full with our sponsored sessions. So we're trying to get really creative with the schedule and change the session schedule around. You know, I don't want to we'll never, Yeah. We'll never compromise like what the ministry is in the summer. Right. You know what I mean? Right. I mean, I'm never willing to cut out a week of camp just to have a rental group come in to make a bunch of money. Right. Yeah. yeah. But also it would be great to be able to give them a week to come down and have, and have I a camp for camp. themselves. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
But you guys already like had kind of combined some camps That's because right. of yeah. the right schedules. Yeah, we also so. also just so our first married summer, um, we ended up directing a week of camp because we didn't have a director. They kind of backed out, and we had a couple, and they were like, "Yeah," and then they kind of fell through, and then we got another couple, and same deal. So we ended up directing a session, um, which was something to be, <laughs> to like, I'm writing workshops and Bible studies and he's preaching two times a day and we've got the staff schedule, we're scheduling staff and we're, we joke that we got more sleep that week than we did, than we do as directors just we because like, kids. just because the night actually like ended after campfire, you know what I mean? Oh, like. Yeah. Rather than like when we're because you yeah because you're on the staff schedule yeah, right. right right rather than like I don't know the day the day was just a lot different but um we ended up eliminating that session mm-hmm. and that session is what turned into boys and girls camp okay and then we merged teen camp and senior high a few mm-hmm. years ago because they were both smaller sessions um and. We had a lot of freshmen that couldn't come the week they were going to, and they really were a better fit to come with eighth grader, you know. Mm-hmm. So we have the we two. We split that camp and, and made the freshmen yeah. go down to focus camp and sophomores go up to senior high. So there's a lot of, I'll quit moving my hands. You know, <laughs> talk with my hands and the dog barks. The, uh, you know, going into high school is a very different mindset than the juniors, seniors graduating. Yeah. So um, it, it just feels like a better fit to have them with like the eighth graders the year, you know, year before. So a lot of people would stay back anyways when mm-hmm. they yeah. challenge camp. Yeah, that's the thing. And so we have challenge and focus, which are both middle school camps. But then we have one senior high camp, which senior high has grown. You know, they were in the 80s. Yeah. Which, when I was at senior high camp, I want to say there were probably like 30 or 40 of us, mm-hmm. um, which is great. I love the small numbers because you connect so much. But Very intimate, yeah. Yeah, but also the big numbers are great because it gives a, the kids a variety of people to connect with, you yeah. know. Um, mm-hmm. It's so, just we have to be more creative about how we create the space for uh, that connection. And so, mm-hmm. like, to break into small groups, even though our camp's at 80, we can break that up and do different groups of 10 to 12 Mm -hmm. and really give them an opportunity to connect. And she does like a charity is the senior high director. She does like a meditation time after chapel to give kids a time to debrief and stuff like that. We're used to when there was 30 of them, they had more time to do that because it wasn't games didn't take as long and Bible studies didn't didn't take take 20 minutes to get everybody through the line, you know? Yeah. So there's, there's, you just have to get creative about how you schedule things and, and, providing the space for that type of connection to happen even, it's been even great with a though. bigger number yeah it's great to see high schoolers that are devoted to come for a week that yeah, like right. they're giving up a week probably of their summer job or like band camp or football camp or whatever it is like they're coming to camp that week and we weren't seeing that for a few there was a few years where there was a lull of like which it goes in waves yeah, so, um but there was a few a few years that it was kind of low that we had lower numbers mm-hmm. and just due to a variety i would say of like schedules and it's great and encouraging to see 80 high schoolers that like this is what they're coming for they're picking to come give up their phone be in the word and be you know to do that for a week and right. i just think that's really encouraging it's something you don't see very often and a lot of camps don't a lot of camps don't do no phones a lot of camps still let them have their phones mm-hmm. or they get them for part of the day and we'll talk to directors at the national. They're like, how do you get them to do that? And I'm like, they just know that's the expectation. Yeah. And, like, of course, every summer there's a few who try to sneak their phone. They're usually not very smart about it. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
or what they post on Facebook. We've caught a yeah. couple of kids because they like, like hey, liked something. I saw on you Facebook. liked that, or you <laughs> tagged yourself in that camp photo. Like, Checking into chapel. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's so hard not having my phone. Yeah, um, but they just expect it and they're okay with it. You know, mm-hmm. and they all go crazy at the end of the week and they're all on all the you know all the social medias. But, but a lot of them feel refreshed by it too. Yeah. And like, yeah. man, I just I was so. All I needed was my phone and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And then, like, at the, by the end of the week, they're like, I don't miss it. Like, I don't miss checking mm-hmm. into that stuff every day and having to, like, every two hours, oh, man, I got to clear my notifications. And, oh, I got to do all this. They don't. But then Saturday, they get their phone and there's 8,000 pictures posted. And right. Like, everybody tagging each other and mm-hmm. all kinds of stuff. Yeah. And that's, I, I love that. I mean, I, I want our kids to connect and mm-hmm. I want, I want that for us. But I, there is something so powerful in, removing them from that mm-hmm. expectation every day well i remember like even for the staff like even yeah. for like your director staff like yeah. the right. cabin leaders yeah. and stuff yeah. like that even like leaving your flip phone at home was yeah. like <laughs> right. that that was a relief to yep. not have that yeah, where you, right. like you text yep. all your friends before you go to camp like hey i'm going to camp won't talk to you won't for talk. a week yeah and then like i can't imagine how big of a relief it is like in yeah. the day of social media yeah, we have right. to post everything yep yeah. 10, 10 minutes apart and yep and checking like how many likes did that picture get yeah. or whatever we do that for them. <laughs> yeah. We post 150, 200 pictures a day. And Which that sometimes gets campers in trouble because their parents will get on their account and like tag them or comment. And then I'm like, uh, that person is here. And so like we'll talk to them. They're like, my mom gets on. It's, I promise <laughs> it's not me. Like Because a lot that's the beauty of like our, a lot of our senior high kids. I would say 75% of them are kids that we've known since they were little. And yeah. like. It's just a connection that, like, even the ones we aren't super close with, we have still seen them grow from that, like, crazy, wacky little kid to, like, mm-hmm. that weird middle schooler <laughs> to then now, like, they're becoming who they are. You know, like, right. it's just really cool to see that and just to have that that relationship with them. You mm-hmm. know, like I said, it's kind of like with our staff. With our staff, we get more time with them, obviously, but um, it's cool to see the senior hires that have been there forever that they're, our, our babies are growing up. <laughs> <laughs> kids are growing up. We're, I mean, we're pretty close to second generation on some of our kids, at least in my time on staff. I mean, this will be, um, this will be 19 years oh, yeah. since I started on staff, and so like, I, there's kids that that were, especially the kids that were in senior high that year that were older than me. I mean, obviously mm-hmm. they have kids that are coming, but even some of the younger kids that I remember growing up there are in their 20s now, and so that it's really interesting for me to look back on. The kids that I know, and, and there's not too many places that I go that somebody's like, oh, I used to go to that camp, and I'll say, when? You know, what? what's your name? Because I was probably there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'll say, like, I think I remember you. I used to have dreadlocks. And they'll be like, oh, yeah. oh yeah. you're the guy with dreadlocks. Yeah, I remember that. And so, it, like, it, it's a real easy bridge for me to build. But, like, it's it's neat to see all those relationships from all that time ago and, and remember that and it's cool. I, I I love being able to all of them blend together. I mean, I when I train the staff, I'm like, well, one of my years on staff, this happened, and it, was, it might have been 15 years ago, it might have been three years ago. I don't right, remember, yeah. but one year this happened at camp. And <laughs> that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
Sorry for taking up as much of your time. I, thank you guys so much. For, I, I can't believe we've been going for almost three hours. Now. <laughs> yeah, we could sit another. Yeah, I know. How many parts is this? I know. Part? <laughs> I'm, gonna be, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna throw it all up on there. And everybody. One. Everybody. Yeah, we've taken a little bit of a break, so it'll be like. It'll be a yeah, good one. It'll right be a huge one for everybody to come back on. Yeah. Yeah. So, where, uh, before we end, uh, where can everybody find you? Yeah. Um, like social media yeah. or your website. Um, if they if they're a church looking to yeah. find find a camp to send their kids to where do they need to go sure so we're sponsored through american baptist churches of indiana and kentucky but we will take anybody from anywhere and we accept anybody to come to camp um, you can find all of our information on campindiancreek.com uh, we're on facebook you can do a search for indian creek baptist camp make sure you pick the one in bedford because there is two indian creeks <laughs> there's in one indiana. about an hour and a half from us mm-hmm. which is very confusing yeah, I bet um, it is. we're on twitter at at indian creek one and Instagram at Indian Creek Baptist Camp. And you can find a lot of our information there. We post hundreds of pictures on Facebook. So if you look through our old photo albums, we have pictures all the way back to 2011 um, of every week and every session, hundreds of pictures each week. And you can see all the things that uh, we do. On our website, you can also find uh, the registration portal, which is really a great online registration system. Uh, where you can register each camper probably takes about 10 minutes per person um, you can find our giving portal if you're interested in being a donor for camp and you want to see more about the vision more about the projects we have going on you can give online or you can send a check and all that information is at the give portal um, and then you can find just information about the camp and and a lot of what we've talked about today you know a typical day at camp and what the session schedule looks like and how much it costs and and what the theme night for each week is and that kind of thing is all there campindiancreek.com okay awesome beth and i will link to that down in the show notes right. and uh thank you guys again so much for yeah, being on it's good to so catch much. up i know we could, we could yeah. finish talking the rest yeah. of the night <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah i know you guys gotta drive but in yeah. part 10 of the camp <laughs> <Indian> <laughs> Creek, uh, yeah. yeah exactly all right well thank you guys awesome. again so yeah, much thank you thank for you. having us I cannot believe that was three hours. No. I could have, yeah, I could have. It, e- did, it didn't feel like it at all. Yeah, we could have easily finished talking to them the rest of the night. There's probably like five more. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, thanks again for, so much for listening to the new, the, well, let me try that again, the new Revival Podcast. <laughs> uh, sorry again for the, I guess this is the first time I'm apologizing for it, but thanks for the little hiatus that we have. It was good to kind of take a couple weeks off of recording. Do life. Uh, yeah, we are, uh, <laughs> we are back though. We are back, I think, with. This is the biggest podcast by far as yeah. far as l- length, and I think everybody really enjoy uh, listening and hearing about the Indian Creek Baptist Camp from Jordan and Mindy and their passion for kids in the camp. Uh, I think it was a great episode to come back on from our break. Mm-hmm. And from experience, it's such a great place to be. But um, please make sure that you check out Indian Creek Baptist Camp on social media. We'll link to all of their different social media accounts and also please um, like and share our page as well. It's at New Revival Podcast on all social media. Um, that will really help us out. All right. And uh, be tuning in. I'm not sure. It probably won't be next week uh, due to some scheduling issues, but we have another big episode. Uh, I'm not sure length on it, but as far as topics, I think it'll be really big. It's going to be good. I say big because it's about giants. So <laughs> there's a little bit of a spoiler. So be ready for that one uh, coming out soon. Uh, thanks again so much for listening. Mm-hmm.